0: I need that sports encyclopedia.
1: We West Steve Kim. Got Trend in the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Cup JB. My main man, Big
0: Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this?
1: Ground like something to prove it. Came to the conclusion that it's. That's close to your side, worldwide, we in your city. That Keep 150, we never changed what happened in
2: hurdle link In any metric, Coach, you cannot have Russell Wolf in
3: gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta head at store, you gotta be marketing.
2: Hockey, football,
4: baseball, then basketball.
5: oh I love
4: this fucking show
5: so much, man. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m.? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years.
3: Smitty and Jason to Brown, kill the a rap. We want the games we're missing, we switched it and filled
1: the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we kill the a rap. We want the games we're missing, we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty to Coach
0: Brown.
5: J- Hello? hello. Can you hear me? Derek!
0: Man, God, I hate this dang phone line, man. I'm sorry, Jay. I spent all this dang money on this phone line, and the, the signal was horrible.
1: I don't get it. Guess what? All right, appreciate you. We got a new deal with Mint Mobile. I just saved your whole life in phone drama. Mint Mobile is now a new proud sponsor of the Coach A.B. Show with Big Smitty. Stop Big playing. Kid.
0: Your problems been solved. We got a partnership with Mint Mobile? You talking about Mint Ryan Reynolds, Mint Mobile? Stop playing right now. Hold Mint on. Let, I'm just let me Google you, this
1: real quick. You can try mintmobile.com slash Coach JB and get three months
0: free when you use the promo code Coach JB. Hey, man, I did, I did a quick Google search real quick to make sure you weren't playing around. Right, they got plans as low as $15. They got plans for $30. Unlimited everything speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, unlimited talk, text, mobile hotspots. You can talk in Mexico, talk in Canada, and they're built on the nation's largest 5G network. Are you kidding me, JP?
1: Hey. And everyone wants to know how hard it is to switch to your service. Big Wireless wants to think it's hard. They want you to think it's hard, Big Smitty. But switching to men is super easy. Thanks to digital e sim cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone. From the comfort of your own home, Mint Mobile does it all—short, fat, skinny, and tall. That's why the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty is proud new sponsor. Using promo code Coach JB, try MintMobile.com.
0: This is where it's at. We got it, Big Smitty. So hey. I'm switching over to Mint Mobile right now, JB. I'm done with this company I'm working with. They—they they crazy. the the, the line is—it it, it never works. The signal is out, and it costs too much money. I'm going over to Mint Mobile, JB, and y'all should do the same. Thanks, <laughs> man, I'm calling you right now. JB, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile clear as day.
1: I hear you, you clear. The new promo code Coach JB right here, three months free. Mint Mobile, try MintMobile.com slash coach jb and get you there free three months off family deals all deals short fest skinny and tall mint does it all proud new sponsor much love we'll see you later peace what up what up what up man we got a loaded lineup today don't Trip, we're going to break this down. Uh, I'm on the mic again because the wireless was tripping a little bit, but it is T. Rich Thursday. Who better to have on than Trent Richardson? Join the show live for the simple fact that he is a Nick Saban disciple. He played there, obviously, one of the best running backs in Alabama history. He knows a lot of insight. Talked to him himself yesterday and his daughter. He's going to dive on the show in the first hour. So we're going to get some insight from T. Rich uh big matt mcchesney joins us steve kim we got a loaded lineup here on the coach ab show with big smitty pound the like button as you enter the door we're the first thing smoking right out the gate before the McAfees of the world before the big time shows we are the first live show 6 a.m pacific every single day don't miss it coach ab show with big smitty and uh We got a loaded lineup, man. Before, usually I'll give you the rundown, but let's let's get right to it. Uh, This show is brought to you by AQMS. Make sure you head on over there if you got any moving needs. Dial 1-888-233-3110. If you need to move your house, your car, your side chick, your side dick, anything you need to move, house, furniture, couch, whatever, dogs, cats, AQMS, 1-888-233-3110. Uh, tell him JB sent you. All right, so let's bring in our own Far East Side, Naptown's finest, Ball State legend, Post Road 317, <sighs> Colts, Homer, Glass, Wearing, Lamar Jackson, new swinging, my main man, uh, clap it up for Big Smitty.
0: Yeah up for Big Smitty, man. What's going on, y'all? It's a lot loaded show. I'm making words up, man. We're about to turn up, man. What's going on, Jazzy Jazz, Kelsey Dub. I see Jesse Lund. I see, is it Burl? Burl Perry from the hood. Gene, we, we kind of cool now. We kind of cool. And then my main man, JB, what's going on, player? Hey,
1: uh, let's bring, I wanted to get you in right at the gate because there's so much yeah. to go through. We had three legends in the last 24 hours basically call it quits. Uh, You call it coincidence, I call it plan. Um, Mm. There ain't no reason in in the world that you can come out here and think that this was a coincidence that three legends gave it up at the same time. Um, I think it's planned. They're all pretty closely knitted, those three guys. Um, They also are very uh, calculated with what they do. And I think it's very calculated in all three facets uh, on how everybody went about their business. Belichick Waited to be the last one, which I think is calculated. I think this was a known thing all week long. Smitty's been calling this. Uh, he thought he was supposed to, he was going to get out of there for the last few months. Um, I also said that I thought, you know, Dabo or Lane or one of those guys would be possibly in uh, Bama at one point when Saving calls it quits. Yeah. And I also said I wouldn't be shocked if Pete Carroll ends his legacy back at the college level. So there's three things going on here that we're going to break down, but I think it's very calculated on how they did it. Um, I've got to speak to a few very, very uh, prominent people involved in this thing. Some legitimate right the horse's mouth, some not. Um, So we're going to dive in. I'll give you what I know that I can tell you, and I'll give you uh, what my predictions will be where people land at certain jobs, because there's about eight jobs open right now. So... We're going to break it down. Uh, I love all the people, too, that Bill was fired. He didn't give it up. Shut up. You you, you, You cats that never coached or played have zero respect for people that have been a monster in particular professions. You guys are the epitome of bottom feeders. Waller's relapse. You are a bottom feeder. You have no relevance on this planet you're a nobody. You are an absolute nobody. Shut up. You are a nobody. Nobody cares what you have to think or say. And I don't either. And you're a bitch. <laughs> like frankly, you're a bitch. So, anyway, this guy's set. Look at look at this. I mean, you can't have a bigger fucking bottom feeder pitcher, uh, name. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But anyway, Let's dive into it, Big Smitty. Uh, There's a lot going on here. Ghost, shout out to you. Shout out to Ghost. Since since we've been on timeout, we've lost like $2,300. And it just keeps dropping. A one-week suspension will kill your pockets, I'm telling you right now.
0: Yeah. Um, like I can't can't even get paid this month, y'all. Like, you
1: know, that's the real. We need the dick riders, like uh, whatever his name was, to, to drop some bread for us so I can get Smitty out the hood. Um, we got a lot going on. I'm live on IG on my phone, not through this thing before. This thing kind of slows down IG, so I'm going to go live on my phone since TikTok banned us. Um, so, us uh, me. Um,
5: <laughs>
1: let's get you the quote of the day, man, because I got the quote of the day that's that's perfect for this scenario that's going on. We're, we're losing three legends in the business, in the profession, not only just coaching. I'm sure T. Rich, when he comes on here, is going to tell you that Nick Saban meant much more to him than just coaching football. He's a mentor and a father figure to a lot of people, just like I have been, like Pete Carroll's been, like everybody that's been mentioned in this thing has been. Um, of course, Bill Belichick at the professional level, at the highest level. So we're going to we're gonna dive into it. So I came up with a quote that I had to bring up. Holding on is believing that there's only a past. Letting go is knowing that there is a future. Uh, I think all three of these men at some point... Damn. Still want to coach. I think Pete Carroll is is kind of pissed off about it and wants to coach right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he takes a job today. Nick Saban, I think I can see him just going off into the sunset, doing what he does. And uh, Belichick, I believe, is going to coach again, obviously, in the NFL. Uh, He would never do the college thing. So that quote of the day is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BLEAV. Get you 50% off plus welcome bonus. Contrary to belief. Also catered to what's going on in the coaching profession. Brought to you by prize picks. Head on over there. Um, forgiving you is my gift to you, Smitty. Moving on is my gift to myself. Mm. <laughs> Don't right. get it twisted. Nick like Saban, that. Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick are also giving themselves a gift. And they've given the gift to you guys forever. And now it's time for them to have their own gift. And I believe they're moving on, Um, contrary to belief. And in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life, contrary to belief. Three words. (laughs) It goes on.
0: It goes on.
1: It goes on. Life goes on, dog. Three words can sum up what you learn in life, and it goes on. It ain't stopping for nobody. The train keeps moving. It doesn't matter if you cut a player. A player gets thrown in jail. Unfortunately, guys get killed. Unfortunately, all these things happen. Nobody cares at the end of the day. Nobody cares. The fans of America are already, give me Rabel, give me Dan Quinn. But they could give a shit about paying homage to the legends that just sat there for 24 years, for 14 years, for 17 years. They could give a shit less like these fanboys that come on in here that have zero respect for the profession and 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 have zero respect for what these professionals did for as long as they did, which, That's you know, real. you can never do. Um, half of them would never do it. So we're going to dive into it, um, Smitty, right out the gate. It's on the thumbnail. Uh, Pete Carroll and Nick Saban call it quits yesterday and as of two hours ago, Bell Belichick calls it quits. And I don't believe it's a coincidence. I think it is planned I believe this was a planned deal on how they did it, and I think that a couple of them are going to coach again. Uh, and I think that uh, Savin, if, if anybody, saving is going to be the one that doesn't. And T. Rich will be able to give us more insight on that. But uh,
0: how you feeling right now? Though? How you feeling? Because like you are a coach in this industry. Obviously, you're not coaching right now, but once once you're a coach, you're a coach. Like I still to this day, if you ever coach me. Your name is Coach, whatever. Coach, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a doctor, Smitty. You yeah. earn the right to be called doctor.
1: Right. And you exactly. should always be called doctor. Like I call Dr. Mendoza, who's in the chat right now, former principal of mine, uh, boss of mine. I still call him Doc. Yep. He's always. earned that right. Coaches earn that right. I've called coaches that my whole life. I even still call teachers Mr. or Mrs. Yep, out of respect. That's you just how saying? we were raised. These kids nowadays, I get DMs. Hey, Can you look at my film? Hey, can you eat a dick up? (laughs) Like these motherfuckers aren't taught anything. And and guess what? All you coaches should be ashamed of yourself for allowing these pussy ass little boys to address you by, hey, if you allow it, then you allow it. Guess what? I choose to coach it. So guess what I do? I coach the kid. It may not be to the liking that you want to hear because I may cuss his ass out, which I do. And guess what? Those kids all respond like, damn, coach,
0: you right, my bad.
1: Because nobody's taught them. The kids only know what they know and don't know what they don't know.
0: I'll blame the coaches and parents. I don't blame them. I can't blame a 17-year-old for, you know, for doing something. Like, you have to blame the parent or the
1: leader. The coach. Yeah, did I know, hey, wasn't the right way to approach an adult at age five? Probably. But guess <laughs> right. what? My dad was whooping that ass if I did it. That's why I learned it early. These cats ain't learning it early, and you can't tell me different. So I'm going to have to break them at 20. (laughs) That's that's, that's why I'm the asshole to America. That's why I'm the devil. I'm the crazy. I'm this and that. No, I got to break your son because your asses don't lose sleep over them, but I do. I lose sleep over another human son, and it blows people's mind that I'm rough on them. Really. <laughs> nah, You're crazy. sleeping, by the way. Your ass is sleep. while well, I'm I'm not sleeping because of your son is under my watch, and that's what cats don't understand. I am now responsible for those guys, and I don't know. I think it goes on. Uh, it goes missed a lot, man, uh, in this business. But nah, I, I'm better. just I, I, this. This one is uh, to your question. Like, Wait, it, are, it are you sad a little bit? Are you like you know? I mean, it's kind of crazy. Sad. Cause I'm not sad when people make millions of dollars. Cause I'm not going to be a hypocrite. <laughs> that's um, true. That's true. They have earned it. Just like John Moran has earned it. He's a one percenter, but I'm not sad yeah, that man. he does dumb shit because d- you, you you make your bed, you got to sleep in it. But this and is I- a
0: little different. Like these are three like legends who like my entire <laughs> life. These guys have been coaching. Like living. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't. I-, I don't know a, a world where Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and, and Bill Belichick are not coaching. So it, it just it just sounds yeah, weird. You don't know that world I, at all. I, I, literally, I literally don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know all three of these people pretty well, decently. I have their cell phones. I, I you know I shot them all a text last night. Not Belichick, uh, but the other two. Yeah. And uh, you know it's emotional from a coaching standpoint to just see them walk away or or move on from places that they've been. But at the same time, I've also seen. Larry Bird and Kobe and Jordan and all these greats that I used to grow up grow up watching, give it up too, and I'm like, damn, that was emotional to me watching like Magic Bird Kareem when I was a young kid, mm, yeah, in their career, and I'm like, damn, you know, Dominique Wilkins and all these different greats. Yeah. So I've been through all these different generations that going into be 48 years old this year, and I'm like, this one, knowing Pete, sitting down with Pete for many many times, having Nick in the office and being in his office and going to visit Sark and. This picture right here, by the way, Sark and I were in the building at this time. This was at SC. And this was uh, Saban coming to clinic with Pete. Mm. And so this picture right here Sark had last night. Sark posted it because he was like two of my, you know, mentors. Before we get into what's going to happen and and where I think it's happening and all this old shit, like, I guess the poll question I want to ask everybody out here today is Whose shoes will be the hardest to fill? Ooh. Pete, Bill, or Nick? Whose shoes are going to be the hardest to fill? Because, man, this is something you have to ask yourself. All three of them had a stint in the NFL. All three of them coached college. Bill, Bill obviously, is known for the NFL, but he coached as a young cat in college. Obviously, Nick and Pete are legends in both, are in in college world, but Pete's yeah. done both like a rare, rare person. Jimmy Johnson uh Pete Carroll uh,
0: kind of yeah
1: yeah they've won a natty and a Super Bowl oh, yeah, yeah. um you know Pete's won two natties and uh should have won three um and should have won two Super Bowls Pete would be on the top echelon I like <laughs> I guess my question is though you know what 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 should what up what up what up it's real coach A B from the coach A B show with Big Smitty prize picks is here to announce football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with pro basketball, pro hockey, and college basketball entries today on PrizePix, America's number one fantasy sports app. Please make sure you follow along on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and download the app today and use code Coach JB for a first deposit match up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepix.com for restrictions and details. Peace! Those are going to be hardest to fill, but at the same time, I'm I got, I'm interested in getting a take to
0: start the show. Like, who's the best coach of those three to you? Man, I know I've been really thinking about this, and it's and it's tough too, man. Because like, obviously, me and you, like, we, we we've been in it, so like, to me, the the, the accolades doesn't a hundred percent just automatically say, oh, well that's the best coach automatically you know what i'm saying there's so much that goes into coaching and and what team did you have when you got there what you what was your foundation and how did you build from it you know what i'm saying like the road traveled and just there's a lot of factors that go into it um but but when i think about just like consistent dominance over the course of a career i got to give it to Nick Saban because i don't know a time to remind me i i can't think of a, of a season where Nick Saban wasn't sti- still top tier. Even this year, early in the year, we were all like, ah, like it, it doesn't. Bama doesn't really look the same. They don't. They look kind of vulnerable. You know, Jalen Milrow, he's a great athlete. But he's not really a great quarterback. You know, compared to the, the Mac Jones, the Tua's, the Jalen Hurts, things like that. It's like ah. Even in this season, they they go out here and, and they lose. They were uh, they lost two games total. One of them being to the national champions. In overtime, they go and beat a Georgia team that ain't lost in two years, even even in a down year. That that that's what he did. Like that's how he ends. So it's like when I think about consistent dominance, where a, a guy who who's who's literally at least at Bama. I mean, we can try to go back to LSU. I mean, I, I, like tell me if I'm wrong, Chat. Tell me, Jamie, if I'm wrong. I don't know a season, a year that Nick Saban just fell off and just had like a six and six year. Like I just, it, it, it's all, it's like always 10 wins, 10 wins, 11, under 12. And that's, it's like every single year. So for me, I have to go that route. Now that's not disrespecting. Obviously we know Pete Carroll, those legendary Seahawks team That's one of the greatest defenses of all time. That that, that like four or five year stint of the Seahawks dominance was crazy. You see right here, man, all the wins, man, like most of his tenure with Seattle was consistent winning as well. Not, not not Super Bowls every year, of course, but he went to 2 won one should have won two, um, you know, uh, just good winning seasons throughout. He brought, brought out the best of Russell Wilson. We see how Russell has looked without him. You know what I'm saying? So I, he has multiple Hall of Famers on, on, on his squad. I have to give him kudos to that for development. And then, obviously, Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick, a lot of us still say, and was definitely saying a couple years ago that this guy is the greatest NFL coach of all time. Now, the only thing with Belichick that, and we can have a good debate about this as well, is his last couple years have, has not been Bill Belichick-ish. So there's people in the media, people on social media, who feel like these last couple of years has kind of like weakened, so to speak, his legacy to an extent. But at the, end, at the end of the day, man, six, you won six Super Bowls, six. And he, he went to, what did he go to nine? I, I have to go and look it up, but he went to like nine or 10 and, and, and one, and one six. And that's just six with, again, I'm just talking about New England. We ain't going back to D coordinator with the giants and all that. I'm just talking about as a head coach, you know, with the Patriots. So like Bill Belichick, as a coach fan gave me nightmares. Him and Tom Brady together would be nightmares. So it's tough, but I got to go with saving though, JB.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, totally on the other side. Um, I don't think people realize, especially in this business, um, especially when you deal with both of them at at their height, um, especially when you're inside information with good friends like mine, Sark and Lane and guys that I've known for a long, long time that I've got to speak with over a, a whiskey or a beer. And we're talking shit and being ourselves and free with no one else around, no with no phones, no recordings. Um, when they both tell you there's a reason for Nick Saban's success. And that reason is Pete Carroll being in the NFL.
5: Mm.
1: When that's said, the room gets quiet, people get chills, and that is a cold, cold statement. Mm. And it's the true one, dog. There's a reason why the NCAA created a head coaching recruiting rule that the head coaches could not go out to the, to the high schools but once a year. There's a reason why there was a text rule put in place so that head coaches could not text the players, the recruits. That's all Pete Carroll, dog. Mm. Pete Carroll clearly dominated at a level that is never going to be matched The reason Saban is known for what he is is because Pete Carroll left the game. He got out. And I just got asked this question, Smitty. You were young, but why can't nobody tell me what Nick Saban did during Pete Carroll era? (laughs) Because Pete Carroll was the king at the time. (laughs) I'm just saying. They're both the same age, by the way. Yeah, I know. So they're both 72 years old. But one person, Nick Saban, we never heard of, dog. Pete Carroll was going into Alabama and LSU and getting their best player to come to LA. Mm. Don't get it twisted. I was there. I was in the mix. Pete Carroll is to me, the greatest college football coach of all time. And he didn't coach as long as Nick at that level at that level. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so in my opinion, if Nick doesn't, if Pete doesn't get ran out of town, Pete Carroll, I still don't believe you you know who Nick Saban is. That's that's how that's, crazy. That's crazy it may sound, but I'm just keeping it 100, though. He
0: got seven of them things, uh
1: he was in four out of five years. Like do you think about what Pete Carroll was doing? Do you don't think Pete Carroll would have any more? I like, mean he got how many Pete got? He had two, and then he went to three went to in about guys. a
0: four-year span. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> So yeah. you don't think
1: he would have had?
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm yeah.
1: Now, now you take. Now you go to the NFL and you do what you did in the NFL by going to two Super Bowls, basically a handoff away from winning two Super Bowls, right. creating one of the best defenses in NFL history. I say top five. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: top. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. so, so let me real quick, but before I forget though, let me ask you this: You mentioned the Super Bowl. You mentioned the handoff. That's the blemish on Pete Carroll's resume, though. Big blemish, in my opinion.
1: Big
4: blemish.
0: Well, so Nick Saban
1: has those blemishes, and so does Pete. Carroll, so does Nick uh, Bill Belichick. Here's here here's the thing I have to say to that though: When you got seven
0: and six, it's kind of you know you kind of overshadow yeah. the
1: blemish, you know. People forget though, when you go to a New England when they had Drew Bledsoe young Drew Bledsoe young New England Willie McGinnis,
0: yeah
1: and you take them to the playoffs <laughs> people don't want to talk about Pete Carroll taking that New England team to the playoffs people don't want to talk about Pete Carroll taking the Jet team that was atrocious to the playoffs people don't realize Pete Carroll had a winning record in the NFL before he went to Seattle mm. People don't realize how great of a coach this dude is. I don't think they really realize because it's about what have you done for me lately? And I think that we look at these things and we're like, ah, uh, you know, everybody has their, everybody has their favorites and their, and, and you know, and I think the younger generation is going to say Nick Saban and Belichick because that's what they know. And then the old school heads that know football, which I think all three should be on the Taj Mahal of football with Urban Meyer and, and Bill Parcells, I, I think that we're going to weigh it out like I am right now and really give everybody insight so everybody can make a real judgment on it because the young cats don't know what Pete Carroll really is about. And let's just keep it real. Instagram, TikTok, they don't know who, what Pete Carroll did. And I'm just telling you straight up, giving you free game, that Pete Carroll's responsible for a lot of these dudes in here coaching these games that you guys are all excited about. <laughs> So, um, anyway, that's my rant. It's it's emotional to see great coaches and legends like that that I know. Um, you know, they're all great in a different way. They're all great in their own way. Um, you know, a lot of peers hate them because they win, just like myself, just like Jim Harbaugh, and a lot of people will, 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 will kiss their – you know, whisper sweet nothings to them in their face and stab them in their back, and that's the profession we're in. Um, so – I, I, that's how you know it's, it's not a, it's not like a favorite. It's more of a, I'm giving you all the possibilities so you can make your own judgment on this thing. But a lot of people yeah. don't realize that Pete Carroll dominated the college landscape and Nick Saban was in the mix. He was coaching and yeah. you didn't hear his name too much. And if Pete didn't get ran out, like I believe Harbaugh is getting ran out now. Um, I think it would be a deal. Now, I want to get your take, though, on this topic. This is a long topic, obviously, but. No, nah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of this
0: I'm so doing it today's show. Make sure I bug your seatbelt up. It,
1: by the way, I think it is a a plan. I, I After speaking to some guys last night, and obviously I made a video, and everyone hit me up about the video and was like, man, 1,000% spot on on this one. I'm like, when D1 guys are telling me that, I'm like, all right. Because I know. I talk to these guys. And unlike everybody in the chat and all on Instagram and TikTok, I talk to these people still to this day, and not only players, but coaches, of course. And Big Matt comes on the show and is like, Man, JB's been saying this for years. I didn't believe it. Now I'm changing my tone as well, as Matt said yesterday. And Matt's like, I'm talking to guys too. And they're like, Man, I'd go coach, I'd go work at Walmart if I could make the same dollar that I'm making at Texas. Mm. They want out of this profession for a reason. And it is almost when it becomes no fun. When you're in this thing and you're coaching and it's not fun, it is a job, then what's the difference in working at Walmart and coaching at Texas? There is none. If you fear going to work and it's just about money, you still ain't gonna be able to do your job the right way. You still mm-hmm. ain't gonna be able to, if you ain't going have, have fun at your job and attack this shit like, a, like, like you really want to, you're not gonna have fun, dog. You're doing it for a job. You're doing it for a paycheck. And I believe 90% of this stuff, is doing it for a paycheck at this point. There's no more fun in this. And I know this from talking to these guys. And there's a reason they all resigned at the same time. And I'm just telling you right now, two of them, you know, in Nick Saban's case, it, it's hit the precipice. Like, there's no more going back to to what, you know, football should be. There's It's pay to play. And can he ante up? And can Alabama ante up? Yeah. They got the money. They got oil money. They could do whatever they want. But I think he understands this ain't what this game is, dog. This ain't what it's about. This ain't what it's for. This isn't. This isn't. We're not gonna teach kids nothing. We're not gonna teach kids that there's gonna be real bumps in the road in real life, and we're not gonna. We can't teach them that no more because we can't sit one of them and bench one of them and tell them that you're not ready yet. You're immature. You're physical body's immature, your mental mindset's immature. They don't want to hear that now because they single mama for the most part who thinks they sent them to 17 seven on seven camps through four years of high school knows better. And they spent their dollar, hard-earned dollar, right? The the single mother spends all their hard-earned money on their sons out of love, which I love. I tell the mamas all the time. That's what you're supposed to do as you're the mama. But you don't know why you're spending the money. And you don't know what you're spending the money on. You're spending the money on teaching your kid how to become soft. You're not teaching them tough skin. And you're teaching them oh, a lot of times the wrong shit. These seven-on-seven trainers are teaching them horrible mechanics, horrible fundamentals. And then they go to their high school coach, Smitty, and they cross coats. And then the kid tells the coach, my trainer told me I should do it this way. And then the coach is like, you're a trainer. And then there's a beef. And now you got a, a beef at the household because the mama's paying a trainer. And, a dog, it's so convoluted now. It's so much BS involved that Saban's like, you know what? I got to go. It, it, it's the time for me to get out. And it's
0: And Dion put something out about that. I mean, like he gave, showed love to Saban, you know, saying like, man, the GOAT retired. But then he's at the bottom of his suite was something along the lines of like, Basically, basically saying the courage college landscape, you know, ran the goat out of here. He's like, "I think we all need to like look look ourselves in the mirror and like see like like, like what are we doing?" Or you know what I'm saying? So I was like, "Dang!" Like to see and that and is real, I, and and it's so deep. To, and and I, and you and I could talk talk about this all
1: day. It's so deep. So because to be honest, it's like these guys in the chat that came in early that don't that don't have any respect for the profession or these people that have that have coached your sons and daughters. And and made them into from boys turned them into men. No respect for those those three guys that just called it quits after all these years. Combined, what do they got? Twenty championship, <laughs> like so. But have but 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 you know, winning off the field is even more important in my opinion to what they've done to these kids and these guys, growing them, t- you know, teaching them how to be men and boys from boys to men. But here's the thing, I don't think they realize like. <clears throat> 90% of these coach these coaches out here today are like these chat guys that never coached or played, who have no respect. Mm-hmm. And they're out there right now. Cause I saw Shador Sanders do it, which again irks me, homie. I, I gotta be honest, dog. What do you it do? irks me. It irks me. And 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 his daddy says one thing, but then his daddy allows his son to say another thing on social media. And to me, it's the epitome of what's wrong with why Saban – and this is why Saban left. 90% of these coaches, dog, are trying to get Bama's players today. Oh, They're yeah. trying to get their players today. Shador Sanders is tweeting out, all Bama players, holla. I mean, tell you, but
0: players don't do that. Like, as a player – why, as a as a player, why why don't I want the best players on my team? Like that's, a, that's a, I, I, I get it, but what I'm saying is there's not even a pause or a breath
1: being taken for the for the yeah. for let's just be you know bad word yeah. to say, but for the for the death. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> like, sure. yeah, yeah. R- rest in peace for a couple days, dog. Your daddy's Deion Sanders. He just made a you know very insightful tweet about, and then you turn around right after and post that. To me, it 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 means either
0: it's a calculated. Or B, the right hand don't know what the left hand's doing. Well, no, nah, I just think, listen, I, I, we're going to always connect everything the son do to the, the daddy, the daddy to the son. Shador's a, a he's young, but he's a grown-ass man. So we all got phones. Like, my mom and dad or whatever, they they, they didn't know everything I'm tweeting out and everything I'm putting. like, I controlled my phone since fucking, like, uh, a senior in high school, or whatever, high school. So, like, I'm just saying, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think you, like, Coach Brom as a, uh, like a, a older man in the game who's an actual coach and who understands what you're saying a little bit more, he's gonna have his his coach'es hat on and speak from his his point of view. And then Shadur, who's a current player at Colorado, who had a bad who, as the team has a badass year, yeah, may, maybe maybe he doesn't fully care about the, the young guys. Maybe don't look at these guys like that because they're young, like they, they don't understand the full scope of the greatness that Saban, Pete, Bill, all these guys. Are. They know they're great. But they're just young. I mean, these guys are what? These guys are born in like two thousand and three. Think, think about that. They're they born you, in like four These guys don't. Yeah,
1: you can you make excuses all you want. All I know is this: my son ain't tweeting that out. Are I, I, you saying that? But you, I, I believe you well, Let me tell you this: I believe he, he would. Does, <laughs> if he does, the motherfucker's going to be. There's going to be some repercussion. You may not start my first game this year as if my son quarterback. I'm just telling you. There's you nothing. No, get you for that tweet, though. We're not saying nothing. Like we're not doing nothing. That. Like that's my point. Like people can say all this shit about he's a grown man and he's got a phone and all this. No, he's not. He's still my son. Number one, this is not just Dion's player dog. This is his son. He'll always be his son. So I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So like. Uh, to me my son is just going to know the difference between a good time. he's going to read the room better i guess I, let, me, I, say I, I let I, me say
0: that i respect that let me say that i mean
1: that. he's going to read the room better i'm not saying I, i'm not i'm going to give my daughter or son a pass yeah I, you know i'm just saying yeah And blood in the that. water let's keep it real yeah
4: yeah yeah yeah
1: but at the same time it's like hey man you you're my kid too i just tweeted you out a smart, fucking yeah i just tweeted out something
0: and then you go out talking about let's come on Bama. like to me it's like i don't know it's, no, just I, I, of... it's bad optics for sure at the bottom line i, yeah. I agree to that i'm not yeah, i'm man, not disagreeing man. with that part yeah yeah all right let's dive into uh
1: who's going where um jp Dex, shut up here's the thing i got uh to say um I shot a certain person a t- text last night because I I, heard, I got some rumors from other guys in the business, uh, friends of mine, and I'll just say I'll just say what I think is going to happen and what I you know you can go from there and say if I know this or not you can just go for it I'm not going to tell you I know it or not. <laughs> I believe Sark got offered the job and turned it down. Okay. That's what you believe, right? Yeah. <laughs> um i believe offered the job and turned it down
0: (laughs) what you looking at what you who in a row
1: i believe lanning was offered the job and accepted that's what i think happened or is gonna happen that's just what i think so alabama will have dan lanning as their coach in my opinion um
6: uh, I agree, I agree uh,
0: with your opinion for some reason. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It just sounds, sounds like the right thing. I mean, I mean just you didn't like see right no thing. text or nothing? You don't know? No, I ain't. Yeah. I ain't see no text. I ain't. I, who? Text who? I don't even know who you're talking about. I, I just feel like the way you're saying it right now, it just kind of makes sense. I don't yeah. know why. It, it, Lanning, Bama, you know, rooted in substance. Rooted in substance. I remember that quote right there. It just it sounds like it makes sense. All right, what's my cousin saying Keith Smith? JB start didn't get offered. They literally go through an interview process and national search. Keith, man. I be trying to fight for Keith, man. I be trying to fight for Keith. That's my little cousin. You know what I mean? Now he ain't my real little cousin. We got my last name, so I'm trying to trying to help you out, Keith. But you be you be setting yourself up. You know what I mean? I can't. Anyway,
1: Smitty, let's um, so turn it down. Uh, let me just, to keep, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not going to be mad. I'm going a good show. we have a good show. Yep, here, here, yep. here, 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 let me, let me, bring, <laughs> Alan, <laughs> let me, let me show every, let me explain how this thing works. This job does not get flown on fucking Indeed.
5: you don't get to
1: submit your resume keith you don't get to uh, can i apply for the job when's it gonna be posted this isn't how these jobs work just fyi they don't go on indeed and fucking monster or whatever job site and put it on there just sit this one out keith you fat uh-huh, right, so, uh, right, anyway, I try to be better. All right. So look, <laughs> there's no Rooney rule in college. There's no fucking it's unbelievable. Anyway, here is the deal. I believe that's what's happening right now. And look, Mario Cristobal left Oregon. Willie Taggart left Oregon. Ironically, both to the state of Florida in Miami and Florida state, respectively. And now I think <clears throat> Dan's going to leave. Listen, whatever – let's just stay on Oregon for one minute yep. what, if this does happen. And I respect the shit out of Dan if he stays or goes because I've known Dan a long time. I'm really good friends with Dan. I'll be saying i got a lot of good friends on that staff. <clears throat> and I was fucking with all, the st- all his staff last night. I was texting all of them fucking with him. But I won't tell you what I was telling him. So it takes big balls, by the way. Which Dan Lanning has, obviously, because I don't believe he gives a shit. We've seen the takes from with the Deion back and forth. We've seen the takes that he said on the college game days. He don't give a shit. <clears throat> My point is, takes big balls to follow who Smitty thinks is the greatest coach in the last in his in his era. Takes big balls to follow that motherfucker. It takes big balls to go in there and say, I want this fucking challenge. I uh Because I'm learning a lot of guys scared of this challenge. There's a lot of cats that may not want to go into this motherfucker and be like, oh, shit. This is like following John Wooden at UCLA. Right. Literally. There is no... Let's be real. It's going to be three of those, in my opinion. It's going to be following Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and Nick Saban. Whoever follows those three dudes going to have to have big balls, going to have to have tough skin, going to have to have a lot of this stuff. So... I'll respect Dan if he says, you know what, I'm staying at Oregon finishing the job I started. I would respect that. But I think I said in the private chat, I wouldn't be shocked if Kirby went to Bama and if Dan went to Georgia. And I wouldn't be shocked if Dan went to Bama and Kirby stayed or Kirby goes to the Atlanta Falcons and takes his NFL shot. I wouldn't be shocked if Lane took an Oregon job. I wouldn't be shocked if Lane got the Bama opportunity. But I don't think it's a lame fit at Bama. I don't think so. I think they want a defensive coach. And I think Sark understood that. I think Dan is obviously GA there before going with Kirby. Um, Chris Russo, this is my point. I'm glad you reminded me. This is where I got off track here. The Oregon. Stay on Oregon, JB. Stay on Oregon. Smitty, you got a 1,000 uniform combinations. You got Phil Knight. You got Nike. My point is why are three coaches left in consecutive years with all these things? Chris Russo said Landing has a gold mine with Phil Knight. So did Mario, did Willie, did Chip Kelly, did Mike Bilotti? There's something up there in the water for people to say, okay, this is Oregon. Unbelievable facilities, pretty ass neon glowing uniforms, unbelievable Nike shit. They've yet to win a natty. They've yet to hold a coach long enough to really build something special. And we're sitting here calling them a gold mine. What are they a gold mine in? So my question to you, Big Smitty, why is Oregon losing coaches at an all-time high when all the naysayers and people out there, all these people always talk about how good of a job Oregon is? I don't believe oh, it man. is. I don't believe it is a good job. Not as good as everybody thinks. I believe it's just a good job in the country. I don't know if it is a gold mine. Obviously it's not cuz if it was a gold mine, gold mines don't
0: got don't have four fucking people go through them and continue to find new gold. Right. So, I mean know. I I just think it's it just levels everything. You know, I I mean I think it is a top tier school, top tier program. They get top recruits, you know, recruits as a young uh, kid in high school, I would love I just love looking at Oregon's uniforms and all that. That stuff actually matters when it goes into recruiting and all the they got money up there. They can offer a lot, but with all that being said, Oregon ain't Bama. You know what I'm saying. Oregon ain't even SC in terms of just the the the, the aura. You know what I'm saying. Like there's there's or Oregon ain't Texas. Oregon ain't Michigan. Like to me, there's certain schools that's just like the history of it. Like it's deeper than what they can provide from a monetary standpoint. And you know not to catch
1: you off exactly your, your right point. Every coach I've talked to that's left there, buddies of mine I have tons of c- coaches that I've known that have been there. I've been up there tons of times to clinic and be around and, and fuck with them and all my buddies. Every single one of them that leaves say, God damn, JB, I couldn't wait to get out that motherfucker. Mm. Every one of them. And I'm not going to say who said it, and yeah, but yeah, I yeah. will tell you for the number one reason why they say it. Life. Living life is a, is, is, is a absolute misery because you can't you don't you don't leave the office you're working 15 to 20 hour days number one number two when you do go out and do something you're in the most gloomy rainy Mm. shitty weathered state in america Mm. and it's a fucking misery to go out there like fuck i'm trying to get some sun it's fucking overcast hazy again it's gonna rain again they, they hate it, dog. And it, it is what it is. Beautiful country. Beautiful country now. I, I love Oregon's beauty, but 15-hour day jobs, buddy. I want to take the kids to the park. And it's fucking cloudy, gloomy, rainy.
0: Just, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, no, just, no, I'm from Indianapolis. And we would have days like that often. And it, it, it literally, not being funny, it literally changes your mood, though. Like, it's a it's a. Like fat. in Seattle, number one suicides in the country. Like, Seattle, same way just rainy all day it's like damn like it just it just makes you sad makes you want to stay at home and not do anything you know but then you got to go work because you're a coach so it's kind of like a i can see that a lot man it is
1: so like i don't know i just uh i just think that that's that's got to be in play here when it comes to that but I don't know. I think there's a it's a, it's a calculated decision for these three coaches to call it quits at this particular time. I don't think they want to deal with the the the, the enabled kid that we're dealing with. Yeah. Now listen, let me take let me retract that because we've always dealt with the enabled kid. Let me give you a deeper to take because I don't think people are gonna you're gonna hear this on mainstream media all all week. Yeah. We've always wanted to take on the challenge of the enabled kid or the broken kid and fix them. I, I've I've been wanting to do that. I've been I've been doing that my whole life. That's not an issue. The rules that are allowing the broken kid to escape my grasp before I can fix them is why they're leaving. The mm. rules have allowed them to not get coached hard anymore, not be told the truth anymore, and then escaping are grasp because they're scared or afraid of the truth or actual maturity to hit them in the face and them to be told something that their partners, their boys, their trainers, their coaches, their seven-on-seven seven coaches who suck their dick and kiss their asses forever, told them how great they were, they're scared to face a real man to tell them, you're not that good. Mm. You need this. You need that. Why Nick Saban's had the success he's had. Why more people have redshirted at at, at Bama who have gone on to the NFL to be a first rounder than anyone else. Because he teaches and coaches and trains you the proper way to be a man first, a player second. That's no longer available. Because of the rules, structure, and way we've done things at the college level, even at high school level, has become what I speak of. And now in California, we're trying to get rid of Youth Pop Warner. It already passed five to two vote for the first portion of the vote. And now they're going to a second stage. If you get rid of Youth Pop Warner football in in California, the most populous state, which I've been reached out to by a million people to to advocate for, to do a video, to to write a letter. Eric Weddle as well. Uh, Matt, I'm going to ask a lot of different people. Uh, try to get the NFL involved. You can't get rid of the youth football in a Cal in a state like California, like these administrators and p- politicians have a fucking no clue. They're going to be back in this. they're going to be in the streets. These kids need an outlet. They have no clue what it's going to do to this state, man. And, and, and if that happens, Bailey, can you find that on Twitter or anything like that? There's it's all over the place right now. Uh, California youth football ban voting. Um, if that, got, if that does happen, then, you know, you're going to have an even bigger issue. Because now, already in high school, you can transfer four times in four years, which we're seeing, and you don't think it's going to happen in college? And you don't think that's why Nick Saban was like, you know what? Fuck this. I've tried to fight this fight. And Nick Saban is already on the – on has receipts on saying – I don't want four-game playoff. I wanted to keep the BCS way it was, bowl games, because that's the tradition of football. It keeps everybody engaged. Bowl games mean something. Right. I don't, definitely don't want a 12-game playoff. I don't want the NIL to be how it is. I want the kids to be paid by all the billions of dollars the NCAA creates, but not in the name, image, and likeness manner that you created because it is pay-for-play. He said it three years ago. I did as well. And look what it's become. This isn't a name, image, likeness thing. If it was that, then Smitty should sell 30,000 jerseys. So should I. It's right. not that way. It is pay for play. And when it's pay for play, dog, it, it you know how many people's hands get on money, Smitty? The dirtiest thing in the world is what? Money. Money. How many times does it transfer hands? Mm. How many people are trying to get their hands on it? So. There's what I was talking about. California proposal to ban youth tackle football clears first legislative hurdle. Now, let me ask you this real quick: What's considered
0: youth? Like, what's the age? Like, what's the cutoff?
1: Like from the from the baby tikes to the to the to the to you know freshman high school or whatever that weight is. And California's different. We're pop Warner. I know a lot of you guys in the other states are right. What do you guys call it? Uh,
0: no, I think um
1: we're pop Warner. I mean, from pop the most Warner. Of the most we got other. Youth organizations yeah, yeah, yeah. over the like it's become a huge money thing, right? Snoop Dogg yeah started the Snoop League, and I know
0: Texas is big with it too. Even in Indiana now, I I got some of my former teammates who like coaching like like a Warren, a Warren Central like little youth league. Yeah. And they go around, they travel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing. And I think it's good for those kids to kind of learn a lot of life lessons. Football, listen, I always say football for me was like it was like another parent because I I learned so much just from playing a sport. How to win, how to deal with loss, how to you know, push through adversity, how to push yourself to a point that you didn't think you could get to, and, and, and building confidence. My confidence went out the roof once I became a good football player. And, and but Smitty, let me ask that. you
1: something, though. When you give these cats, when you, like, these kids at this at the youth level or whatever, you know, we're, we're, we're all, bit, you know, I'm, like, I wanted to stay, obviously. I'm going to advocate, like, hell, keep youth, pop morning, youth, youth football in, right? But We, especially inner city folks like ourselves, often more, more often than not, fuck it up. Mm. We can't just, we can't stay out of our own way. And what I mean is when you shoot and kill people on the football field of a youth Pop Warner game, and when your parents attack referees and coaches from the stands, and when... Talib Talib, T- T- or whatever brother shoots a motherfucker on the field. And when we got Pop Warner families and people worried about taking their kids out there and then there's a referee shortage because we don't want to deal with you crazy motherfucker. We can't get out of our own way. It's easy to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But you all won't see it. Like I would let her do a youth pop order clinic and put together a clinic where I could fucking coach these coaches up and how to not be fucking hood gangster dumbasses because you got babies involved, right? And how to coach kids up the proper way? I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd do it for free, but guess what? They don't care because they they for some fucking reason, for some reason we are worried about all the wrong shit, is mm-hmm. it? aren't we coaching for the babies in that level? <laughs> like, how are we trying to teach these motherfuckers the basic essential in life? Like how to tackle, how to move, how to run, how to be a little boy and turn and be a man, how to treat people yeah. the right
0: way. Like have fun, <laughs> like basic stuff. But I you mean, mentioned it's the parents too, though. Like, I, like what's your suggestion for the parent side of it? Cause the, the, those are the main copers. I feel like they're running on the field. Putting their hands on the coaches and then the coaches gonna obviously you're still human. You gonna react? You a grown ass man too. Now you're fighting the daddy. How do you how, how do you change that part? I mean, you gotta have security just at the youth football games now, just standing on between the sideline and the and the little bleachers, the little small bleachers. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't you don't know, have the resources for that, Smitty. Like right. So, so Doctor Mendoza, my former boss, is in the chat
1: right now, and he said I used to do clinics. Like, yeah, I used to do all kinds of clinics. I would try to clinic these cats on how to do. It. I'd have thousands of coaches out there at Long Beach Cabrillo High School in Long Beach trying to clinic guys. I had the Aiga. Uh, foundation as well george uh to host it as, we did that as well i brought in a bunch of youth to, to let's do, do it the right way not only on the field on fundamentals but in the in the rooms trying to break down how to actually coach and teach and all these things the number one problem is i told my staff always avoid giving these guys x's and o's don't teach these cats anything about concepts of plays because all they want to do is be the next air raid guru or – I just – Coach, what do you do? I'm, I'm sitting there spitting game, Smitty, in front of a 1,000 coaches, and I'm sitting there talking about fundamentally structuring a program. Right. And even, Coach, what do you think about uh, dig flat? <laughs> Motherfucker, you can't even get your kids to the yard. And you're talking about running dig flat when I'm telling you how to organize a program and how to coach coaches and how to retain your players and how to manage a staff and how to create a weight room program and how to build a study hall program. You are not worried about dig flat. <laughs> Everybody can call plays, Smitty. Everybody can call plays. And I don't mean that, for, I'm being facetious, but I mean, there's millions of people that can call plays, but not everybody can build a program. Not everybody could teach kids how to be men. Not everybody can organize and structure and come up with a philosophy and a mission statement and how and create something that's going to be long lasting. Miller, I want to know, dig flat, dog, you're going to be shitty. Run dig flat all you want with a bunch of shit birds who know nothing, who run around rampant, who are going to end up going to jail or be killed because you want to run dig flat instead of teach these motherfuckers life and teach these motherfuckers how to sit in the front row, go to study hall on time, be at practice, be accountable young men, and you worried about dig flat. That is the problem with what we have going on in coaching right now and even at the four-year level, dog. Right. They're so worried about signing the dude, getting him committed, wearing, putting the hat on, right? I, I, I got these four hats here. I got it. No, at the end of the day, you're all fucking slap dicks. This is the hat you should all fucking wear because the coach has allowed this hat to be worn more than anybody else. And that's the problem we rather worry about choosing hats and shit than we, than we are fucking teaching these motherfuckers how to put on a hat, meaning right. <laughs> down there, motherfuckers. <laughs> these motherfuckers is worried about the wrong shit. And I, I'm just saying, we got too many fucking wannabe-ass coaches out here who wear a polo who call themselves coach but walk up to practice on their phone drinking a Big Gulp five minutes after fucking whistle-blown. You ain't no coach, motherfucker. You a wannabe, part-time, part-timer. Wankster. And there ain't nothing worse than a part-time, part-time coach. Mm. And that's just what it is. So, I don't know, man. It's it's emotional to see three legends get lost in the mix like this and and have to, in my opinion, all left for a certain reason. You can say Pete Carroll was pushed out and, and Belichick was pushed out all you want. Combined, they have what nine, eight Super Bowls, <laughs> and have been to t- t- thirteen Super Bowls. And you can say what you want about those two cats being pushed out. I don't believe you could be pushed out when you one guy's been there twenty four years, the other guy's been there seventeen. I don't
0: think that's pushed out. I think it's just run its course. Yeah, just like everything comes to an end. It's not like yeah, it's like a hey, man, you been, you did your thing. We, we're just, we're, you know, we're going in another direction, but it's not like, 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 like the job is finished. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's the job is finished. It's like players got to retire. Kobe had to retire at some point. It is, is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're, you just, you're just a horrible coach. You're fired. Like, it, it is a different, yeah, the organization let them go. Yeah. they, they, they Were they fired, technically speaking? Sure. But it's, it's the difference between, like, okay, this guy I've been coached for three years the organization was shitty during those three years. You did a horrible job. You're gone compared to a guy who won six Super Bowls. And yeah, there's, you know, things have been different the last couple of years, but it's kind of, you know, he, he like he did his job, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're just got to move to another direction get younger. The league is different now, JB. That's another conversation too that we could, we could have. I just think teams are trying to steer young, especially in the NFL specifically. You're seeing the, the Mike McDaniels, you're seeing the Sean McVeys, uh, the the Shanahan's, uh, who's the Packers head coach? Like you're seeing all these, these young cats kind of like take over the Ben Johnson. I know he's office coordinator now, but he's talking about, you know, people are talking about him being the next head coach, Shane Steichen, like even Antonio Pierce, potentially you're seeing the league kind of turn young. And I I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's just, everything comes with time. I mean, these guys are 70 some years old, you know, even Andy Reid, he ain't got that, that much years left to coach. You know what I'm saying? At some point, they have to retire. You have to move on. You have to stay young. At what point? At what point in time? You re- re- rewind this thing. Belichick was the, the young coach. You know, he was the guy that like, all right, let's give him opportunity. He was that guy, and then he turned into Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll at one point in time, he was the young coach. Then he turned into Pete Carroll. So I don't see it as a bad thing giving these young cats an opportunity to, you know, to to, to do their thing. Because if things go well, who? maybe in 20 years from now, we might be talking about them the same way we're talking about some of these legends right now. So I do think Pete Carroll is going to continue to coach because you guys remember just what 48 hours ago, before like he was talking about, he's excited. He plans to be back. He was like still showing that energy thinking he was going to coach again. And then boom, the next day, He's giving like a speech in so, his press conference. He Bailey, was upset. His press conference, and can bring it up, but um, he, he was he was upset. JB, I, like he was being mature and just, that's who he is. But Pete was not happy. He's the one coach. where I feel like he kind of got pushed out. I'm not gonna way lie though.
1: His players were sitting in the front row.
0: Yeah, of course. Like it's Pete Carroll,
1: <laughs> OG player. I'm saying OG players of his right now you know what i'm saying
0: yeah wagner and- yeah
1: that video of him um talking about yeah i can coach right now i don't know bailey if you can find it but um he wanted to stay there i'm, I'm i know for a fact yeah. and i shot him a text last time. i've known him, have sat down with him many years known mm-hmm. him a long time he's taken several players of mine uh my one of my mentors coach ward is, is like this with him um He used to run the inner city program for Pete when he would go into Watts and and the Nickerson Gardens. When he was at SC, uh, Pete would go into the hood, into the Nickersons, into the Imperial Courts, into the villages, Hacienda Villages, uh, which is one of the most dangerous projects in America. And he would take Pete in there at midnight Mm. as he was the head coach of USC. So Pete would go into these places and do things that I don't believe a lot of guys would do now. You think fucking Lincoln Ryze going to go to Nickersons? Nah.
0: He ain't, ain't, ain't doing that, you know. Man. I'm you just saying,
3: that.
1: there, there's some shit that, you know, that people, I don't think people realize. Um, and I just think that there's a lot of deeper things. But I want to do something with you, Smitty, before T. Rich jumps on and get and get his Nick Saban take. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, I wanted to show you the Pete Carroll take. You can see that he's kind of vindictive. I'm
5: so heartfully sorry for the families. Um, y'all don't realize how, how deep this runs. Um, you know just going next coach next staff what's going to happen what's the future and all that there's people in this thing and uh, it breaks my heart that um, so many people get get shocked and adjusted and surprised and all of that and the children and we have so many kids in this organization that we love so much and we celebrate whenever we get our chance um, it, it breaks my heart that, that you know we're dealing with that but that's that is what happens and that's part of this business and part of a lot of businesses not, not unique just to us um, to the players that, that have been part of this. He got emotional, guys, you know, Smitty. You know, you know how me, this, how, how it I is what it I is. Um, NFL is about the players. Those guys doing what they who would I be coaching. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to remind us, I guess, one time about, about
1: the work. Yeah. There, and there's another video out there that he says basically, no, I'm not done. Like, he was yeah. like, hell no, I'm not done. I'm fucking ready to go right now. Like, uh... Because
0: he, he's older in age, but he's young and he's youthful and in energy. He's still running around. He still work out before the games. I think he's chewing Say, gum. the same way, though. Like, Saving yeah. does the same shit. Throw the yeah. ball to the DBs before
5: the but know, think, game. But I
0: think it's different. I think Saban wants to retire because of everything, I, I mean, you, everything you listed as far as the landscape of, of college football, where it's going. Also, another good point, too, is... And, not saying, and listen, I've never seen Saban have a bad season, so I'm not even predicting this. But also, like, I think... Th- knowing when to go is just, it's also a smart thing as well. Like you, you don't want a, a situation where that we don't know where this cosmic landscape is going to turn and maybe it turns, it could turn for the worse and maybe it gets hard to keep recruits and maybe, you know, Saban stays around a little too long, and he ends up having like a seven and five season. Not because he's a bad coach, it's because the landscape is so crazy right now that you got to recruit players to stay, recruiting to cut. It's just too much going on. So I think him leaving out still pretty much on top. He was a game, he was a play away, not even a game, a play away from being back in the Natty. So to so our last memory of him on the football field will, will be that. So he left on top still. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's part of it too, like just knowing when to lead. And it's like, what more does he have to do? I mean, you look at his legacy. I mean, come on, man! Like it's him and Bear Bryant. But I mean, I res- in respect to Bear Bryant, everything he's done. You know, if you play college football, you coach college you got to know. You got to know the history of that. But in the, the day, Nick Saban is my goat. That- that's who I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I think he's going to go into to, to the to the booth to some extent. That's why I think he started to do the McAfee Show. We thought it was because of the help with recruiting, which maybe it was part of it. But I also think it's to get his reps and get his face out there. I'm seeing rumors that College Game Day has an offer for him to come out there whenever the great Lee Corso decides to, you know, step away. Like they're not going to let Lee Corso go, but we, I mean, it is what it is. He's he's, he's getting very old and he's dealt with stuff. So I think that's going to be an option for Saban as well. I think he's going to just kind of move on and go that route. But with Belichick and Pete, I do think Belichick and Pete are still going to coach. I I would be shocked if Pete doesn't go somewhere else. The question is, where does he go? That's the question. Yeah. All right, he,
5: does he that stay in the,
0: NFL? in the
1: chat?
5: There um, it. it is. Oh, and okay. uh, I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm. You know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that. And, uh, um, you know, there's – what's coming i don't know i got no idea and i really don't care right now but uh, i do um i'm excited about it because there's a lot to learn there's a lot to study uh there's a there's some great discoveries that are going to come our way uh
0: um, hey hold on real quick what uh, matt what if Pete Carroll go somewhere else and, and get and get him one more just get him one more for the hood that, that that'd be crazy that might i, I, I
1: mean i'm know. not past the motherfucker
0: <laughs> could Pete? Hey, could, could Pete Kirill come out here to LA, back to LA, and go to go to the Chargers? You don't think you do that's possible? I know we keep talking about Harbaugh, but like, why couldn't Pete come out here to LA? We already love him. He already got love out here.
1: I think Harbaugh's first on the list. I think he's younger. I think the Spanos want a younger guy. I don't know if if Pete has a house. You know, he's LA guy Pete is now. So he, you know, built remember. a house right here in Rancho Verde. He's up above the Trump course. I um, look, I would love to see it um but i'd also love to see hardball as well
0: yeah i know i know so it's just
1: like you know i almost want to see hardball even though i'm a peak hero over a hardball all day long i'm also not ignorant i also want to know i want i want to see a quarterback guy develop herbert yeah. i want to see that part of it too um and i want to see hardball in there chase his brother down and i just think that's a good thing um
0: I'm trying to think what like what team would, would make sense for Pete Curl just off the, t- so off let's, the top we'll do, of the head.
1: let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, but I wanted to show you something real quick. Um uh, nah I was gonna talk about it, but I forgot what it was. Um uh, <laughs> that's you when that happens, like it was right there and it just <laughs> I wanna do my my best possible coaching fits. Oh, you already had to see. I I didn't know you had
0: that line to see y'all. I maybe mean, we don't talk before the show and, it, it happened,
1: it happened because I come in the show early and do and work, and you're still asleep. So when I came in early, I told Bailey who's on the white team, I said, Bailey, let's go give me this thing. So Bailey created this for me. Also, some fans, shout out to the fans out there. I appreciate all the fans out there. But listen, I gotta be real. This ain't ever happening. <laughs> <laughs> Who made this picture? Man, somebody <laughs> on Twitter, dog. I, look, <laughs> hey, Smitty, you know the cold part is, Smitty. I get I get pitched, I get uh sent shit all the time from players to players at certain programs. Mm. DM like coach. I'm gonna holler at our AD to get you the job here. And I'm like, look, son, I appreciate you, dog. I really do. The, the part of, that I, that, that is good that these kids, contrary to belief, mm-hmm. still want to play for me. That's what people don't realize, but administrators are like, you know, I'm at you
0: straight up. Jimmy. Are you going to coach again?
1: I don't know. I don't know that question. I don't know the answer to that question. Cause
0: I, and I ain't gonna lie, man, you, I, think, I, I, I think you want it. I think you want it. You ain't never really came out and just said it. You always no, do that I, little shake, but like- no, I I've said,
1: I'm, I don't want it. I can't do this landscape. Like it has to be the perfect fit. It has to be with a guy like Doc or my mm-hmm. former boss's lefty or Tammy who I had at Indy, um, you know, what, it has to be like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't just be, I'm forcing myself into a gig. You know what I'm saying? Right. It ain't right. gonna work. I'll be fired tomorrow. But let's do the best fit. The best possible fit as we wait for T Rich. Um, Bailey, you killed this. All right. So I Talk think to Dan Bay.
0: Quinn is gonna be a Seattle Seahawk. Oh, it makes sense. Defensive mindset. Yeah, he was he was there, he was there previously, right? He was with Pete. Yeah, he
4: was um, with Pete.
1: So I think that's the fit that Seattle goes towards. Unless they go real young, I, I, I see them going there, number one. Um, number two, Mike Vrabel, I think, is going to go to New England. I don't see you basil, them man. going with Mayo, who hasn't coached yet. I think Mayo, Vrabel would keep Mayo, but I don't know if Mayo's ready, and I don't know if Kraft's ready to go with a humbug new booty right out the gate, although he played and been there and all that. he's got. I, I, don't, I don't see Kraft going with a, with a rookie head coach. Right. Um, so that's my prediction. Now we could debate all this, but I just think these are just my guys. Uh, I like Ben Johnson to the Washington commanders. Mm. Um, Young, I know felt, felt that wrong, but he's probably, uh, ad- ad-libbing. And then I like Raheem Morris, the DC for the Rams. I think he's a natural fit in Tennessee, a defensive mindset team. Um, I think that's perfect fit. Now, Lincoln-Raleigh to the Falcons makes sense to me. And then Pete Carroll ending his career at SC. Now, this is more of a wish. This is more of a wish for me. <laughs> that's more of a wish for me. But it, I, I have heard things from certain people that he would not deny or say absolutely no to an SC return. That
0: would be, that'd be wild. Would and
1: everybody that. that's in SC now is gone from when he was there dealing with all that shit. So uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, and AP stays with the Raiders. Dan Lanning to Bama, and then Jimbo to Oregon is just a shot in the dark because Mm. I don't know how long he can stay out. I believe somebody's going to have to try to get him before he's a forgotten cause like Ed Ogeron. Mm.
3: So Jimbo's here to Ed. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, Jimbo's year to get back is right now. Now, Oregon would be the only one that makes sense to me, but I don't see him fitting in Oregon style either.
0: Right. Oh, we got the food. We went straight to it to the four ball. We, we yeah. brought in two legends. We yeah. brought in Matt McChesney, Trent Richardson, two NFL guys, two college legends, two guys who going to keep it all the way real, man. Well, good morning. How y'all doing? We got We got 1100 in the chat right now, man. Hit the like button. What's good? Trying hey T
1: Rich, man, what up? You got that
0: Bama shirt rocking it proud, too. I know. Shout out to you guys. Take your um, glasses off, man. I, I know you got some tears dropping down, man. Hey, hey, it's the really man. show on planet Earth, man. Go ahead and let it let it roll, bro. We ain't gonna judge hey, you.
3: Hey man, these these things full right now, man. it's, it's been a bittersweet day, man. Mm. It, it was a tough one yesterday, bro.
0: Was, hey, give a me a little one.
1: program announcement real quick. Um, we're bringing Matt on with T Rich for T Rich Thursday. It's T Rich Thursday, though, and um all day. Matt show, zero day. to 60, zero to yeah. 60 after our show. Yeah. Um, T rich is going to jump on with Matt um, as well. Um, so appreciate T rich jumping on Matt show after this one, uh, T rich, I got to ask you straight out the gate. You know, I just gave my whole rant on this whole thing. Uh, it's an emotional day for me, just dealing with Nick, Pete Carroll and Belichick, the little that I have uh, a lot with Pete, a little less with Nick, but, sending players to both places for a long time, having both sit in my office, sitting in their office, all those things, the relationships that are built through the recruiting processes uh, over the years. Uh, my good friend Sark was there. I used to go visit him all the time with Nick all the time and, and, and get to bullshit and shoot the shit. I'm emotional just because I'm a former coach and, and obviously a player. What is your emotions running like right now uh, from a mentor standpoint of Nick Saban, who, who turns a lot of boys into men? Over there in Tuscaloosa, um, you know, it's got to be a got to be a, uh, you know, a, a, a bittersweet sort of a feeling.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's the most bittersweet moment that you could ever have. Right. Um, when, when you hear stuff like this, man, it, it felt like we lost a family member yesterday, but it, we didn't. You get what I'm saying? We, it, it felt like that. And it felt like that to the world because like. I think people were so spoiled by the greatness that he done had on the, of, on the impact of sports. Um, like, you got to remember, man, like, like that man got 40 head coaches that's somewhere else right now. Like, mm. that's, that's crazy. That ain't talking about offense coordinator, defense coordinator, or assistant sure. coach. That man got 40 head coaches right now, bro. Woo. Like, that, when you think about crazy. that, JB, like, man, like. And you'd have had guys come to your programs get a better job and stuff like that's tough, bro like and these and these folks don't realize like what a real dynasty belong at. like where like where the the dynasty began, how folks got out the mud, you know how folks like are really at their peak of their game right now, like I kind of seen it all year. you can kind of tell how he was talking to uh, coach 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 smart on uh, how he was talking to to start, how he was talking to a lot of those guys that he coached against through the year. And you look at how he was talking to, you know, Kirby. He was telling Kirby that, like, yeah, you one thing you were saying, I'm too old for this shit. You know, he kept saying that all year. Mm. And he kept saying um he was how proud he was of Kirby when he would sit down and do the interviews and stuff. And you know, and I think this year right here was a gear a, a for Nick to show like, hey, I'm still you know, I, I'm still him now. Don't let's not get it twisted before I go out.
1: <laughs> uh, my I'm question is before I ask Matt, is Nick done?
3: Yeah. I th- yeah, I don't think he'll coach nowhere else, man. Like why would he? You know, he he got a a a super thing in Bama, man. Whoever get that job after him is gonna be left with a a shitload of talent, you know, great people around him, um, great teachers around him. Um, just like he it's a specific way to run your place and program. Like, I don't think it'd be another spot for him to go to to get the best results that he has got out of these kids and out of this program for the last 17 years um, without a losing season. But the first one that he had there is crazy. Well, I ain't going to say it was a losing season. I don't know if it was a losing season or not, but a 10-game a ten game win season, you know? It's tough. It was a play
0: away from a natty steal. Think about that. Even in the quote-unquote down year for Nick Saban in Alabama, they Everyone were an overtime them. play away. From another natty appearance. Come on, bro. Let hey,
1: Matt, Matt, I know you want to talk. I, I, I got to ask you this question. Out of these four guys Pete Carroll, I mean, three guys Pete Carroll, Belichick, and Nick, this was the poll question, and I want to get your take. We're the realest show on planet Earth. We got T Rich on here who played for Bama. He's a Bama alum. We know it, but keep it real. What shoes are going to be the hardest to fill out of those three guys? <laughs>
4: Oh, man, that's a great question. Liz, take your time, Matt. Take your time. Ooh. Shit. Man. Uh, Liz, uh, you got that question. <laughs> 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 hey,
1: but t Rich, keep it real, too. He, he gonna to keep it real, so he knows that's a hell of a question because it is because you got an NFL aspect, which people don't realize how – and t Rich, why Matt's thinking, I got to ask you, and I'm going to give you a hot take that I've started the show with. Uh-oh. Sark is a good friend of mine. Lane's a good friend of mine. And they both coach for both people. And they, they, they're never going to say who they like coaching for better or whatever. No, man. <laughs> but, but let me let me throw this out there.
4: Don't fucking know, man.
1: And I want to ask Matt the same question that I already threw at Smitty earlier. And, and T-Ridge, you could say you crazy as hell, JB, or, or what. But this is, a, in my opinion, a real thing that no one really dives into. Nick Saban's name was not Nick Saban that we know it today when Pete Carroll was coaching at USC. And that is coming from certain people's mouths that coach for both people. And that's something a lot of people don't think about. Like when Pete was at SC now, they were the cream of the crop. He was going into Bama, Florida, Georgia, and grabbing the best player and bringing them out West and in and, and front of Debo and Snoop Dogg at practice and, and all those type of things. Do you agree to that? Or do you think Nick was still going to do what he did if Pete stayed in college? Because – Remember, the texting rule was put in place because of Pete Carroll. The head coaching recruiting visit one time a year to the high school was put into place because of Pete Carroll. There was a lot of things that he was doing, and it seems like the Jim Harbaugh rule right now. They're trying to get his ass out of here before he takes over the the game. I think Pete was taking over at that time, and, and even though Saban was still doing his thing, you know, he won that at LSU, then he went to Bama. But I still think Pete wins some more titles as well. So I, I just—it's—it's a—it's a—it's a loaded question. But I just think that's a real thought you have to think about because Pete was dominant before he went to Seattle.
3: Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, of course. Like, you can't take nothing from Pete Carroll, bro. Like, the only coach besides Jimmy Johnson was to win an NFL and a college um, national championship. And now Harbaugh, the Harbaugh one went now. He lost no. the Super Bowl. So oh, he, he lost he hasn't won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, bro, you got to think about, like. It,
5: there's it, only he's... been Jimmy
1: Johnson. Te- Jimmy Johnson won a natty and a Super Bowl. Pete Carroll Wait, won sir. two natties and a Super Bowl. Should have won two Super Bowls. And, and I there's think Barry Switzer was given a damn Super Bowl, but he won a natty in Oklahoma. So there's only three <laughs> coaches ever to have both
4: here's the super bowl <laughs> you go. here's Aikman and Irvin and Evan Smith and the great Wall. Well, Matt I mean
1: Matt t Rich. I mean all three shoes so let me just give it like this t Rich. I don't know what you heard or whatever I've heard from some people that are close to the situation that Dan Lanning's already took in the job that Sark was offered a job and turned it down uh they went right to Dan Lanning that's just rumors out there right if that happens so be it. My point is, you got to have some big brass balls to follow Nick Saban, to follow Pete Carroll, and to follow Bill Belichick. And Dan Lanning, to me, is the guy that's like, I don't give a shit. I want the challenge. I think Dan Lanning takes it if it, if he indeed was offered. And I'm curious, to, to your point, do you think Kirby either A, was offered, B, wants the job, or C, wants to stay at Georgia?
3: Ooh, I think Kirby is offered the job, and I think Kirby do want to come, but I think it's a toss up for him because what he's built already mm. at Georgia, I, I feel like he can't go wrong any place. But I don't know about Dan Landon, and and, and the reason I say that because SEC like to keep SEC guys. Mm. Um, they're but not
1: Dan is though.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, and I want people to, you know, to 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 just even look at this, Arvin a couple of years ago. Oh, was it last year? Um, they got rid of the guy from Boise. Um, and they didn't give him a real opportunity to go in to, you know, put his
1: Carson.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. He they, they didn't give him a chance to really just go be him and, and have his program. Um I've heard, you know, different stories about you know stark might be coming there or i heard different stories that kirby might build might be the successor he might be the guy and, and lane, i heard him's gonna be thrown out there i i wouldn't i wouldn't put lane in there and not in no did. disrespect to lane i love lane but lane ain't did nothing to be like oh that's the guy Respect. And in
1: fairness, either as Dan, right? Dan's a young and upcoming guy who's a go-getter. I think Dan's the number one, the best recruiter in college football right now. I know him personally really well. He took Jermaine Johnson from me at Georgia. I, I think Dan is is head and shoulders the best recruiter in America right now with the staff that he has, who are a bunch of young go-getters who the players love playing for. I think he brings some of those guys to Oregon, but then he like you said, you you can't bring all of them either because SEC is a different uh recruiting trail. So he's going to have to change up at certain positions, especially O-line, D-line and corners. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I think, I think uh, you know, Lane has a better resume than Dan Lanning because of age only, only because of age though. You know what I'm saying? Dan's young, but he G-8 at Alabama. He, coached, he was a DC at Georgia. He has the natural ties. Lane's been a head coach, obviously, at several places and Tennessee Ole Miss included in the SEC. So, I don't know, Matt. What do you think?
4: Uh, I mean, I, look, man, I, I think that Lanning and Kiffin are pretty much the same guy, just separated by 10, 12 years maybe. Um, yep. Fifteen. Both of, them, both of them are good recruiters. Both of them win games, but they haven't won the games. Um, you know, they haven't won conference championships. They haven't won national championships. My, my biggest question, just sitting here thinking about this whole thing after, you know, being shocked yesterday, watching potentially – you know, in a 72-hour in frame, Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, everybody's walking away from football. So my question to football is, what's happening? Huh. What's that, what, Like, the, my, my question to the NFL is, okay, I understand Carroll and Belichick getting at the end of their ropes, ha- everything they've accomplished, 14 years, 20 years, however long it was. I 24
1: and 14 and 17.
4: 14, so 17 years for Nick Saban. But I don't think Nick Saban wanted to stop coaching. I think Nick Saban looked at college football and said, man, this is a big shit sandwich and I'm tired of the NIL and I'm tired of blowing 17 year old kids when honestly they should be walking in patting me on the back being like, how can I come play for you? Instead of how can you come play for me? I I just, you know, I I think that coach Saban, coach Belichick, coach Carroll, they're old school guys and they, Expect things to be a certain way. And this new school mentality doesn't merge with that at all. And I, my question to college football more than football, I guess, is if the goat, if Nick Saban, okay, will walk away from Alabama and everything he's built there because he is so fed up with the culture, the atmosphere, the recruiting, the gimme, 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 gimme nature that it is with every recruit what are we doing in college football like i'm i am i am officially freaked out that like now the biggest personality in the sport is walking away from it because not because he can't handle the grind not because they've fallen off they haven't they'll be just as good next year with whoever adopts the program not because of a lack of talent but because of the you know the lack of regulation the lack of rules, the lack of like an even playing field. I see people think that the NIL isn't even playing field and I don't think it is at all. I think it, I think it makes college football like major league baseball.
1: Yeah. Team you know, a lot of people are chiming in on this day. Prime over in Colorado. Deion Sanders is chiming in. Um,
0: I, just, I just said this. <laughs> we got to look at each
1: other. Deion's like, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror, man, because we're running people out of the profession, legends out of the profession. I started the show, Matt, to your point, to your question. I started the show off by saying exactly this. This <laughs> in right no no way, Matt, T. Ritz, and I don't know if you think this way. There's no way that this was co- Coincidence. This was nope. a planned, planned sort of events, and Belichick being the last one as the goat of all goats as far as rings go at the at the highest level. I think they planned this out. I, I showed a picture of, of when I was with, in the office with Sark and and uh, and Pete. Nick came in to visit to clinic with Pete at USC years ago, and there is a plan. These guys are all cordial and talk and. I believe they went down this road once they forced Pete out of Seattle. Belichick, I think, knew already on Monday that he was gone. But I think Bill knew that Nick was going to leave. So I think they all correlated this and made sure that they did it in the right way to show, to Matt's point, you guys have a decision to make. Because look at who's roaming the sidelines, T. Rich, nowadays. I'm just keeping it real. Mike McDaniel wearing capri sweats. (laughs) We got motherfuckers, analytical dudes. There's no more Belichick's Pete Carroll. That's why I'm sad, Matt. Today, to be honest, there's no more Parcells and Belichick's, and and there's no fear. There's no Bill Cowers. There's no,
0: no you know, Mike Tomlin here is still here. Vrabel. You got Dan Campbell. You got Vrabel. You got Mike Tomlin. No, 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 you still got some no, 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 dogs no, no, on those the those sideline, y'all. they are, yo. are not,
4: old, they're not old school. Those guys,
0: those cats are old well, school. I, I'm talking mentality, though, man. I'm not
4: talking. I, mean, I, 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 a- I played I play for the Tuna. Like, the, the tuna Bill Parcells was with the Dolphins when I was there in 08. And, that like, I never saw him smile one time, ever. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Even when you did good shit, he'd just be like, I'd be like, what's up, coach? And he'd look at me and go, player. And I'd be like, "Huh, oh, fuck, okay.
1: And, t Nick was the same way, kind of, right?
4: I, I heard stories of Julio Jones. Like,
1: motherfuckers would do some crazy shit. Nick would just walk by like, you're supposed to do that shit.
3: Oh, yeah. He's definitely that type of guy. Shit, everything is expected you know everything is expected and you it's it's a it's kind of like me with my son it's certain stuff that my son do would be like oh shit oh okay well, damn. <laughs> but it'd be certain stuff like when he catch one hand pad, like oh i don't get hype about it cause, like he's supposed to do that shit but That's it's shit right. like he'll do he'll pat the ball to himself and catch it over somebody else and they'd be like oh shit he still caught it going to his knees yeah. right, right right but it'd be like you know certain stuff that you kind of be here with it because it's like you don't want to want these guys to arrive yet and and that's the process of being great that's you know the one thing that these three coaches teach is the process and when you when you get those three guys in these type of conversations of the goat but who shoes to you know feel who's gonna be the big like that's tough man like i wouldn't want to be in that situation but i would love to be in that situation to come behind these guys to to show what they taught me, what we learned from the game, like Prime said, like look yourself in the mirror, like what are we doing? Like, how can we get to because people gonna people are going to miss the greatness of these three coaches? No question. Right. right. We already miss it with Tom Brady. Like right. we don't like we missed that. We miss it. We miss, we was missing it with Peyton, but we held we had Tom. We still got Aaron a little bit, you know? We're, 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 we're trying to hold on to that phase of the greatness because these guys are legends uh, with, with, with what they're doing on the field and what they're doing off the field, too. Like well, These guys are making everybody better around them.
1: T. Rich, it sounds like I know who you want by hearing what you're saying, but if T. Rich got to pick the, the, the next coach to replace the legend, Nick Saban, who is T. Rich picking? I know you spoke to your former teammates, players, legendary players, NFL guys you've talked to all. I know you talked to Nick's daughter uh, and other people. Who do y'all want as alum, as former guys that are close to the program, givers to the program, uh, on the sideline for certain games? Who do y'all want?
3: Hands down, it's gonna be Kirby Smart, uh, and, and we know that's a long stretch um, but between Kirby, between start. Um, and, and it's hard to say to these guys, man, because it's you don't want to put these guys in a situation where it's like. But dang, like, damn, I done built everything over here now. Right, right. right and I done right, took right. what you done taught me and done built this. <laughs> like, and a rival. I, you got players yeah. in Georgia
0: right now. If you to leave, it, it's a tough one, man. But, like, let me ask you this. Like, is there any younger coach who you're like, you know what? Yeah, maybe he hasn't won a natty yet. But landing's the only guy.
3: Yeah, uh, Landon, I had, yeah. Oh,
4: what about D'Amico Ryan's? Man, I was just saying this oh. last night. <laughs> I would what just say. What? like I know D'Amico's in Houston, but he ain't they- leaving Houston though, dog. After his it's his uh, first year saying. and they just live to a playoffs. Why would he leave? Alabama just opened up, dog. Like I I know it's his first year. I get it. Sometimes you gotta make hard decisions. D'Amico <laughs> Ryan's at Alabama, dog? Oh, dude. I, he'd be amazing. Yeah,
3: he's
4: amazing. Over. Over. I, I,
3: listen, man, <laughs> I've been saying this, man. Like it, it's kind of crazy how I lined up. Like, cause you know, at first he was trying to get into coaching college and he was just like, Hey, well, I ain't going to, uh, we'll have to talk. man. (laughs) I
1: know. I know. know. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me do it for you as, as the white boy in the room. Um, let me, let me, let me do it for you. Is Bama not like SC in the same regard that we're all thinking in the room right now? Like, are they scared to hire a brother as the figurehead because I know SC is, is, is that way. I know Colorado probably was for a while. Then they hire three in a row and break that four in a row. Colorado they, said, fuck it. Yeah, they broke that shit. But, that was Colorado. <laughs> they broke it, but I'm just, like, real talk, though, like, it's certain places that that are like, hey, man, the black players can play for us, but the black coach can't coach for it. Like, I don't know, and I don't want to put you on the spot about Alabama, but I know SC's that way for a long time. Um even though they hired a black AD, finally a former legend there, um, you think that's you, you think Bama would go that route?
3: Man, I'm gonna oh, let you, me. I said that. Don't
1: <laughs> you, you know say, hey Matt, you think they'll go that
0: route?
4: Uh, what was the <laughs> I, 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 my, I want the ball. To I want the
0: ball. Stay. I ain't got no time.
4: My my fucking computer's what? My computer's broken. I can't. <laughs> what would you say? I don't think they are. I'm hey, Spitty, you think they go that route? I don't think they
0: go that route. I mean, you know, if you if you want to learn about the future a lot of time look at the history. That don't mean you can never change. I, like you just mentioned, Colorado said fuck it, and they went boom, 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 boom. So is it possible? Yeah, but I, I don't see. I don't see them going from Nick Saban. And, and, and you got to the, the what the Bama culture and everyone's – you can't be used to this style of coach, <laughs> this type of coach, and then go from that to – Hey, to a ball. lot of
1: people are saying Marcus Freeman, I'm hearing, and I'm like – Marcus Freeman, hell no. He was trending on Twitter yesterday, JB.
0: I was like,
4: well, "Marcus what is Freeman it?
1: ain't done shit." Nah,
4: that ain't gonna work, no. <laughs> no. <Nope>.
1: Come on, <laughs> man.
4: Ain't really gonna work, dog. I'll tell you, but Domico, I think Demico Ryan's would work because he's an alum and a great and an All American, and I'm almost positive he won an Addy when he was there. <clears throat> he's a first rounder. He played motivator for- too, Matt. Great motivator. He was a, he was a great player the too. He's a bad man. That's the only guy that I think they would hire that's an alum maybe that's coaching, but I don't know the rest of the Alabama tree.
1: But T. Rich, as you know, from going from playing in that level to going to play at that other level, it's the same way going down as a Mm. coach. I don't know if D'Amico is going to want to go into the house and recruit a mama when he's got – CJ Stroud, who possibly is the future of the NFL, in that's his, what I'm saying. <laughs> like, do you want to leave that and then and then every semester I I lose my CJ Stroud at Alabama and I have to pay a new one? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I, I don't see D'Amico doing that because that, that's that's tough, man. Uh, especially when you you're, you're you're starting to lay them bricks right mm-hmm. of, of of that of that foundation. Of that, yeah, that foundation, bro. Like. And I think what he got with 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 uh with my boy Will Anderson out there, bro, is, is even tougher, you know. Uh he just got Kareem Jackson back over there. Um, uh, he's doing a lot of big things of taking care of his guys. Um, but I I could see him at Bama, but I doubt that it happens. But that would be a power move for the lum. That'd be a power move for these big money guys. Um that would be a power move for he'll somebody who actually played the game at the high level.
4: It would be a good and, look for Alabama. Oh yeah. man, he'll
3: be he'll be the best look be, that you can get other than Kirby. Be Smart.
4: The best ever for Alabama. Like yeah. be
3: But but even in that conversation that you were just talking about uh coach Charlie Strong's there too. Oh, like, yeah. people don't realize Charlie. he's, yeah, like,
0: they're
4: they're don't realize he's on
3: terrible. the staff.
4: No shit. Forgot he was on the staff, man. I'm glad you brought that up, T, because, I look, I was just sitting here thinking how many guys went to Coach Saban's rehab? Like, how many coaches went to Coach Saban's coaching rehab when they failed and he cycled them through and they got to see the right way to do things and then he spit them back out and they became productive coaches again? I mean, I don't know the list, but it is fucking super long. I mean, super long. That's so a hell of a point. Christian, Bill O'Brien. I mean, bop, bop, bop. If you fucked up or you didn't coach well, bam, Charlie Strong's there. He was at Texas. So, like, I, do you think yeah. that he's been – that Coach Saban's been rolling through candidates for, like, 10, 12 years just to see if ev- all these different guys – like, mm-hmm. oh, he was in 10, and we saw him, and he was here in 15, and he was here in 17, and then he's been – I think he's been kind of planning this – for a long time where kind of he doesn't pick the successor, but he did line everybody up like throughout the years so they can go, OK, you're not picking the successor, Nick, but but let's be real. listen he to has You have shown us every single head that we're going to sit here and, and evaluate here moving forward over the last 15, 17 years. That's a great take,
0: Matt, real quick. That's a hell of a take you just said. That
4: like. shit, barely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen, bro, it, it's crazy you said that because I kind of – I was telling somebody about this yesterday. Like, now you think about the guys who, who who stayed underneath Coach Saban the longest. And then for me, my guys, Kirby Smart, And we can see that, right? And I say that because Kirby stayed there for nine years. Kirby stayed underneath Coach Saban for the longest because he thought Nick was going to retire a long time ago. He wanted that job, right? Um. When you got guys, like, even with 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 the Coach Cochran's of the world, was our strength conditioning coaches. Like, like he's somewhere getting paid a million dollars as a strength conditioning coach. Then he wanted to go be a special team coach. And so coach like, hey, you want to go to Georgia and do it? That's where you can do it. Like, I've had success with you at my weightlifting coach, my strength mm. conditioning coach. Like, we just don't try stuff here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like he... Put these folks in places to see like you just said bro like i think you said it perfectly and i think out of steve out of a uh, coach smart um i don't i don't see i just don't see lane and 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 a lot of people are saying Dabo, but it's a lot of people saying that they don't want Dabo near the program yeah i
4: don't and, know if you want to go that nerdy hmm. i mean but you That's know we with that, I mean, it was
7: he the players
3: out there. The coach Pruitt was out there, and you know Pruitt had his situation, and so his name haven't came directly up. Um, But you think about, you know, Coach Pruitt coaching tree. I mean, what he did with Florida State, he won national championship. He, he won one at Auburn. He won one. He won a couple with Bama. So it's kind of like, uh, didn't win in Tennessee. He was getting the program to where it should be, and they didn't give him enough. I mean, they whatever happened in Tennessee happened.
1: Hey, we got about five minutes, fellas, four minutes. We got to take a break. We gotta, I got a guest that's going to join us here uh, after Steve Kim. I think uh, my boy, who's been Belichick's O-line coach this whole year in New England, um, who's had a few health issues, uh, my boy Adrian Clem may be popping on and talk about Belichick here in about five minutes. Um, let me ask you guys something. We grew up together. Let me ask you guys something before you leave here at T-Rich on this T-Rich Thursday. Pound the like button and don't miss – Big Matt McChesney zero to 60 show right after this at 10 a.m. Central uh, or mountain. I'm sorry. uh, 9 a.m. Pacific uh, 12 noon Eastern on zero to 60 on YouTube as T rich is going to go over there for a few minutes with Matt and break this down some more in detail. Um, We got Steve Kim next and Adrian Clem, possibly uh, the uh, new England Patriots offensive line coach. Um, Let me ask you guys real quick, where do these guys go? And I want to, I got a graphic made. I want to show you guys. And I just wanted to get your take on these things. T rich and Matt, before you get out of here, here's this, this is my list, Matt and T rich. Where do you guys see these guys? I think Dan Quinn fits the Seahawks to a T right now. I think Vrabel fits the Patriots over a Mayo. Who's just, I don't see Kraft hiring a rookie head guy. Um, but go ahead and and, and and look at those. Call me crazy, whatever you think. I think there's some interesting ones. And the Pete Carroll to SC one is a dream of mine to end there. That is really more of a dream than it is a uh,
4: reality. Yeah. I, I like the Brable to the Patriots thing. You know, I, I read something uh, last night that the Titans owner was really pissed off at Mike Brabel after he did his, his Hall of Fame speech in New England because he was mm. so... He was so complimentary of craft and the franchise. And all he did was sit up there and blow New England. And the guy's like, oh, well, why don't you feel this way about Tennessee? And he looked at him and goes, well, because you're the Titans. So I, I love Mike Vrabel. I think he's a hell of a football coach. And I think the Patriots would be smart to hire that guy. Especially if Tennessee is just going to throw him to the wayside. That's so stupid. But I like yeah. number eight. The, 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 the Raiders need to keep Antonio Pierce. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. T. Rich, what do you think, T. Rich? Anybody stands out?
1: I like Raheem Morris, T. Rich. Raheem Morris, the D.C. for the Rams right now. They got three black coaches in the NFL. They're all in the playoffs right now. I want to see Raheem get a shot. I think Tennessee fits him perfectly, a defensive-minded guy, younger guy who can, you know, I think he fits that mold.
3: Yeah, I think with Raheem, man, I think it's just a situation for him to where, like, they're losing everything um he he definitely got to start over and he got a chance to build this from ground up but do they give raheem enough time to do that that's my thing um the way they just did mike is crazy to me um but i I definitely think him at the patriots is a good move um but definitely with Antonio pierce man like the raiders don't fuck this up like please don't because i'm telling you y'all going y'all got a good thing going he's part of the culture He's played. He, he's a player's coach, but he you know how to get business done. Uh, and I mean, man, I ain't see one name up there, man. That should have been up there, man. I'm one of my boy JB at Bama, man. What's up? Ooh. What's up, man? We we got the staff together, Big Smitty, Big Matt. What's up? We coming. Hey, hey have you seen that? Uh, have you seen this picture these people made me, man? Shout out picture. Shout out picture.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Hey, it, it look
0: natural, don't it? look good. Hey, T-Rich, yeah, so hey,
1: somebody made that. An Alabama fan made that for me, dog, and sent it to me on social media. I don't know. I'm just like, these cats be doing that shit every year. I, I love the fans, dog, but just know, Greg Burns, what's his name,
0: Greg Burns? He ain't fucking with me, T-Rich. Come on, now.
3: That's yeah, so weird. I know,
0: but if you were fucking with you, JB, would you have the kahuna? Would you have the balls, the hey T-Ridge,
4: t-
1: D- t-
3: you want to come to step up after after he? D- L-? A- D- L-? Hey t rex you call the running back for me, shit. I got you. I'm here. Shit. I mean, you at the I mean, you at the damn um the, the little airport over here. <laughs> hey
4: Hey,
1: <laughs> hey, it's gonna be interesting, Big Matt. We're gonna be like.
4: Deion Sanders motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rooted in
0: substance over Alabama. Bama. We're rooted in substance. <laughs> hey, uh, T. Rich, man, I appreciate
1: you joining me with Matt. I know you're going to go to Matt's show in about an hour and 15 minutes. Go follow him. Go check that out. We got to get on to a couple guys. Much love to you, man. Shout out to Nick Saban, Alabama, a legend, and T. Rich for playing for that man and representing him. And uh, T. Rich, we'll see you next week. Matt, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. See you. peace. Oh my goodness, it's a loaded
0: day, God dog. Man, loaded show, man. What's going on, Steve? How you feeling right now in this exact moment? Ah, good. <laughs> What's the latest? Right now, exactly at this moment,
1: <laughs> I, I feel the way I feel. It's the start hey, of another Steve, great day. Yeah, sometimes, Steve. What's going on with our Melly Whitlock and Steve?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I got to ask. You. I didn't want to
1: die. I don't cool,
2: know. I man. mean, all the. Uh, People are taking sides and obviously all the dummies that are groupies for Stephen A. This is what they say. Oh, man, he got cooked. It's like people (laughs) grow up.
1: I I watched that shit. I thought it was a bunch of nothing.
2: Here's the thing with Stephen A, though. He starts to bloviate and he does this whole like I'm from Queens. Look, people, there's nothing more phony, fake or fraud than saying I'm from insert East Coast City. As if somehow that makes you tough. I've never it. actually seen a really great Mexican fighter say, oh, I'm from Mexico City. Or, well that's a terrible <laughs> Mexican accent. I want to That was apologize. Asian. Thing. That was I know. That, that was a little Indian. Wow. Indian. But when you have to say stuff, <laughs> what uh, it was a like, yo, man, he cooked him, yo. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, who it. was that? Who was that? A lot of people. Who then, was a that lot of like ES, then a lot of the ESPN personalities start speaking out, and I'm like, I get it. You hate Whitlock.
1: Hey, by the way, though, that's fine. Stephen A. Stephen A. is yet to answer Whitlock's question as that's well. I'm playing ironic. Look,
2: Stephen A. is a very good performer. This guy's he's crafted a great career. I've enjoyed some of his work, by the way. I remember he did a show on ESPN too. I think it's called Quite Frankly or Speak Freely. It, yeah. Quite
0: frankly, yeah, I remember that.
2: I, I like that show. He used to have a lot of boxers on. And his coverage of the NBA, I thought he actually understood the culture of the league. He was very close with Allen Iverson. I enjoyed that stuff. But everything else right now is surface level. Mm, You know, but um, obviously a lot of the black culture is going to side with Stephen A. Smith because Whitlock is a coon, sellout, uncle, whatever. I get it. He's one of them that even though you say you love black empowerment, it's only certain blacks you empower. Mm. Again, I'll just leave it at that. But it is what it is. I, I was more focused on a lot of the stuff that happened in football yesterday. And I had my own story to write. So, you know, I, but again, I think you're right, coach. I don't think Stephen A. Smith actually addressed a lot of what was said. He did. I, I thought needed to be answered in terms of the substantive claims. Uh, made okay. by Jason.
1: You know, it's funny, though, that we we go out here, the uh, uh, black community, and, I, and I, I'm not speaking for black community, but I, I, I am at the same time. All my boys and hood cats that I know, a lot of you have met a few of them, they they can't stand Stephen A. And they haven't liked Stephen A for years. They used to call Stephen A what brothers call Whitlock now. Yeah, but I mean, no, again, I, it's it's
0: all levels. I know and- people that don't like both. You know, obviously yeah, I know. we know my I know. connection to Whitlock. Without Whitlock, I wouldn't even probably be in this position. He gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door. So my you know, my connection with Whitlock is different. I don't know Stephen A personally, so I really can't comment on him personally. But just talking to people in the in the in the in the world, in the sports world, I'll say that it's it's like for well, Whitlock, you either love Whitlock and agree with like everything he says almost, or you absolutely despise him. You guys wouldn't imagine how many people have hit me up just over the years. How'd you work with him? Well, what is it like working with him? Oh man, he says for crazy, and then there's other people too, who's like Man, steven I just be up there saying whatever. So I, I don't know. I just, anytime you're a talking head, as you we all know, especially but you know, Steve, you know for sure, yeah. you're a journalist, a talking head, and you're putting yourself out there. People are going to disagree with you, and if they disagree with you strongly, that turns into like a strong dislike or even a hate. You know, unfortunately, Tim Bradley yeah.
2: said it best when he was on with me and Mario because he's a lightning rod because Tim yeah. goes against certain things and. Tim has the greatest attitude ever, and I, I like to think yeah. I influenced him a little. Because he hey, I want to tell these people, just remember this: I get paid for my opinion. You yeah. don't. And I'm like, yeah. hey,
0: stop. I, I like Tim, bro. I think he does a hell of a job on air. He's real.
2: And he says, Steve, yeah. I don't care about the people that rip me. I live a good life
0: yeah <laughs> hey steve right now as as,
1: as, the, as the, the football gods have spoken and and they've kind of said you guys need to you're going to lose a few of these guys today in the last 24 hours we've lost three legends icons uh mentors whatever we want to call it, leaders of men uh what is your current feeling I, I mean i'm a little emotional as a coach knowing these guys all personally sending guys to these guys to play for them um Having sat in meetings, sit in the office, they've set in mine, uh, being able to text them um, year to year and, and certain things. What do you think? What do you feel right now with losing these guys as a football savant as you are? Um, even though you're not maybe partial to any one of these programs, you still know the feeling of it, what it is to lose a guy like this.
2: Well, I think, you know, they had different styles. But I think this is the end of the era of the hard, tough coach, even though Pete was a lot more energetic and positive. but specifically when it comes to Belichick uh, and Sabin, I, I would suggest anyone that has any interest in this or is going to be coaching watch that HBO special they did about four or five years on their journey. Mm. I thought it was really interesting about how they used to had to break down film manually, how they had to um, uh, when they had to like chart plays, how they had to do it. And I'm like, wow, these guys really came up. And they did it in an era where Belichick's first job, I think, in the NFL was as a special team coach with Ted Martibroda. And he was making like $2 a day (laughs) or something. And then he worked his way up. And then Saban, with his journey after his playing days, I I think at, I believe, Toledo. And those two guys, to me, represent a... Style of coaching that may not be welcome and may not work because it's it's not always player f- friendly. It's certainly not adhering to so like player empowerment all that much. These are old school tactics. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you play for those two and you go through the process, you're going to find out it's not always fun, but it is rewarding. Because, again, what is rewarding is not always fun. Mm. And um, yeah, I think he's one of those coaches or teachers, both of them, that you have a, a greater or a deeper appreciation for what they did for your life um, long after you play for them. Because they say things or they have philosophies that you agree. Like the one thing about Saban that I love, my favorite Saban phrase is something that he said to his team. Um, probably about five years ago, Bama's practicing and he gets in front of them. He said, Hey guys, I want to tell you something. You guys keep thinking we're going to do this to a point where we're always do it right. He goes, no, 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 not here. We're going to get you to a point. You could never do it wrong. Mm. That's saving football. That is the process It's about right. doing something over and over again. And I love the fact that he would coach a player the same way in a tie game in overtime as he would 59, nothing. So if you blow a coverage or you don't set the table and set the edge uh, on the run game defensively, he's going to be on your ass.
0: No bad. He, he habits. does
2: not care about the score. He does not care about the situation. You played something wrong. You're going to hear it. And they are not trying to be cool. They're not trying to be friends. And And I think Pete Carroll kind of bridged that because he was more energetic, a little friendlier guy. And I was surprised Seattle moved out Pete Carroll. I think they had a disappointing year, but coach, I think they have a really good foundation and a base. I don't think that thing was necessarily broken.
0: And Pete sounded and looked surprised too. If you look at his press conference and you look at the comments he made literally 24 hours before the news broke, it sounded like he was planning to come back. And that's why, you know, I know we're kind of talking today's show, using today's show as a way to kind of, you know, pay homage to all three of the legends and almost say goodbye. But I don't think this is a goodbye to Pete Carroll. I think it's more of a see you later. I don't think it's a goodbye to Bill Belichick. I think it's a see you later. I think the only one of these three coaches that are, is officially done, I think, is Nick Saban. That's because he actually decided on his own, I'm stepping away, still pretty much at the top. I was a play away from being back in the natty. He, I think he's going to go into the analyst booth, or I'm hearing he's Michael, he might be on game day down the road. I think that's going to be his lane. But I, I think Pete Carroll, we, we showed a clip earlier of him saying, I'm, I'm not tired at all. I'm still very energetic. I'm, mo- I'm more motivated now than ever. Pete Carroll will be somewhere else. I don't know where, but he, I think he'll continue, coaching.
1: Dave, well, let remember, me ask you-
2: um, the, the thing with Saban is at 72, I think he told Chris Lowe of ESPN, to do what I do at 72 is a lot harder than when I was 62. And in the NIL transfer portal era, where you literally have to re-recruit 70 players, every year you're just not bringing in 20 to 25 new ones you're literally re-recruiting your whole roster i think he got tired of it and then your strong safety has a good year it's like hey coach can i get a hundred thousand dollars more who wants to deal with that at least in the national football league you have binding contracts that are multi-year and then players have to go through a certain process to then qualify for free agency so i actually think right now the pro game as a good head coach, is probably an easier job than it is in college.
1: Yeah, I think Saban will be on Pat McAfee today if he if he chooses to do that, right? A day after retiring, he's going to be interested. If he shows up, pops up on there, He, I think he's getting paid, I'm sure. So maybe he does. But I got to ask you, um, out of all three of these guys, definitely feels that Nick Saban's the one that said enough is enough because of the landscape. The other two are in more at least a professional manner, uh, don't have to deal with you know the nil and the transfer portal and all that even though they're dealing with other things like players not playing through certain injuries or or, or being hurt not injured i know there's another aspect to it but it's a little bit more controlled um nick is like uh, enough is enough pay to play is what this is i'm out i think he truly stepped away from it where the other two are going to come back and play so let's start one by one here um already on record I think Pete Carroll's the the best of all of them just because of certain things um but where do you start in filling the shoes of these guys like who's going to be the hardest shoe to fill I've asked all these guys no one's been able to answer that question because it is a tough one but who's the hardest shoe to fill between these three legendary guys um is it a Saban? Is it Belichick in, 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 in the NFL? Is it Pete Carroll's energy and what he's built? Or, or is it, where, where are you at with the, the hardest shoe to fill uh, stance?
2: I think with the status that Nick Saban has in that part of the country and specifically that state of Alabama, he's a god. I mean, people's lives, I think people are going to remember this. I mean, I'm not making an exact comparison, but there are certain historical things that have happened in our lives that we all remember where we were. Like people talk about the uh, the JFK assassination. They say everyone knows where they were. Uh, when the space shuttle blew up in 1986, I think a lot of kids my age, we knew what classroom we were in because that's when it happened. Um, when Nick Saban's announcement went over social media, I guarantee you every person that either cares about college football or lives in the state of Alabama knew exactly where they were and they'll never forget it. That's how big it is. That's, I mean, Alabama football is the franchise. There's nothing really else that matters as much all due respect to Auburn, who, by the way, treated that like a national title game, right? That says a lot that a guy's retirement can spark off that type of reaction. I, I still think that's the best job to take over. Because there's an infrastructure there is a mandate from the administration that we are a football institution and we're not going to let the education embarrass us forget that we have our priorities correct here um and, and it's still a pretty good team they've recruited a very high level still i mean Saban left a really good situation whoever comes in they got to fix that wide receiver room a little bit and they got to get milro right but everything else is in place for the most part when it yep. comes to Belichick, here's the thing. He can still coach defensively. His drafting and acquiring the offensive talent, that's the biggest issue that I have with Belichick, who's a legend. What he has done to that side of the ball, and whoever hires him, I'm not so sure I give him um, the whole football operation. The GM do, Yep. yeah. That, that's where I'm like, mm-mm-mm. Um, <laughs> as for Pete Carroll, Pete left a really good young team. I really, I, I, I just said to myself, they weren't that far from making the playoffs. Players seem to still respond to him. I don't understand why Seattle made this move. Yeah. I was really surprised, but the other two guys, I'm not that surprised by, because even though they're all approximately the same age, they just seem and look a little bit older. While Pete's that energetic guy.
0: Yeah, Pete's still walking around and chewing. Yeah,
2: chewing that gum, wearing out that Wrigley. You know. Yeah.
0: no, I feel the same. I, I, I you know. JB, you know, before we had any guests today, he asked me the same question. And I, I chose Saban as well. I just feel like I, I can't think, and you guys correct me, and you're the historian, Steve. I can't remember or even think of a of a year since Saban has been a head coach where he had, a, like, a, a true down year. It's like every – even when he has a down year, even this year was kind of like a down year. He wins 10 games, and he's a play away from being in the natty, you know, where in comparison, you know, obviously NFL, college is different, but – Bill Belichick last couple of years, I've seen down years. You know, now they're having a the whole argument. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? You know, that that's that's mm-hmm. going to be there in the air. Pete Carroll, you know, we've seen some, some, some down years as well in, in the NFL. But with Saban, I just haven't seen, I, I don't know a time where I've seen him on the ground. He's undefeated. He's never lost. <laughs> you know, like like uh the ball, what was his name? The ball brothers, never lost, you know what I mean? So it's hard for me to really I can't put Belichick or Pete Carroll above him. I just
2: can't. I mean, every year since 2008, that was his second year. Yeah. Um, uh, These things were inevitably going to happen. They were going to win the SEC at Alabama. They're going to play for a national title and or be in the playoffs. And every year that they weren't undefeated was considered an off year. That's the standard that <laughs> that's he said. That's crazy. And if you look at it, i that's why I didn't understand when people said that Harbaugh out coach Saban I'm like wait a minute if they make a stop on fourth and two with two and a half minutes to go at 20 to 13 I I don't know there, there's none of that talk I, that day and they were very close to beating Alabama's yeah,
1: national champs right now is he still right. walking away if They make I, that I, one stop and so I,
0: I think so JB I think he's still a guy
1: yeah. I, mean, I so, don't know if you can do much more. I don't think the legacy is going to be hurt if he coaches three more years and don't win a natty or or, or if he wins three uh, more.
2: But that's, you don't you don't understand the Alabama fan base. Sure, I, mean, I get that, that part. That, that's the gift and the curse of being in a place that is so get, rabid. In that part, but I'm talking about
1: as far as for him specifically. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm with
2: you. But I just I remember on a message board geniuses, after the Texas game, I saw some tweets where Bama fans are saying Saban's lost this touch. Um, the game has passed him by. They were <laughs>
0: saying that. They were saying. <laughs> I, I, like, oh, I okay. might even. I might even joked about that on the show because Belichick was struggling at the same time. I, I think I said something about like the the old guys. It's time to move on. You know, obviously being a little bit uh, you know funny there, but I don't know. I, I do, but to that point, I do think this is like the era of where they're like, you know, it's the transition. It's like we're going to the younger coaches, you know, the guy, I know JB was, you know, he he, he doesn't like it because a lot of the old school, macho, tough like coaches that you grew up on are, are no longer in the game for the most part, you know, you got like a, a Tomlin, a Dan Campbell. They're not old, but they kind of got that defensive tough mentality. But for the most part, it's a lot of these young offensive minded analytical guys. And that's where the game is terrible.
1: Yeah. Hey, Smitty, uh, Steve, before you leave, I, Urban Meyer is a name everyone's going to want to know. You know, c- could be argued the second best uh, college football coach. Uh, I think it's – I think that the the three that should be on some sort of wall of legends, it, it should be Bear Bryant, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and Urban Meyer. That's my personal hmm. opinion. Now, those are the four to me. Um, I don't know if Bama would, would call or did call him. I know they've called Lanning and Sark uh, – but Urban, I don't, I don't think Bama wants to go that route because I think they'll say Bur- Urban will leave in four years. I think they know that they got to go after a landing, in my opinion, young, energetic go-getter that's going to be there for 15. Because there's no other job you're going to leave Bama for, right, unless something dramatically, dramatic happens. There's no other job that's cream of the crop, bigger and better, or that we think, than Bama. So I think they're going after a younger guy that's going to sit there and be there like Saban was. And that's why I don't believe they'll go after an urban or older guy like that. I think they want a younger go getter, And I think landing fits the bill to a T I think that's who gets the job. I think that's who will get the job. But having said that who we did a little coaching carousel thing and we want to do it with you. Um, I got a dream more than a reality that Pete ends up at SC and gets Lincoln Riley the hell out of Dodge. Um <laughs> And that's my dream more than, and I don't think Lincoln could ever coach in the NFL, but I just was like, go to Atlanta. Shit. Get out of here. Um, Jimbo to Oregon's far fetched. But I think if Jimbo doesn't get a job this year, he's going to be put in the Ed Ogeron uh, classification and be forgotten. And I, I think Jimbo has to go after one of these jobs. But uh, having said that, where does Belichick fit in this? Cause I did not put him on there for a reason. Um, I like him in Washington, but I also like him in Buffalo when Buffalo loses and they fire McDermott. I think that
5: <laughs> Belichick to the Steelers, becomes okay. a bill.
1: I think Belichick becomes a bill and gives New England a shit sandwich. Um, do you see Belichick in any of these current jobs on the uh, board right here? The or do you Buffalo see him?
2: Belichick. He's not going to go to any franchise that does not give him complete control. I, I don't know the situation there. Uh, as it relates, look. The, the the advantage you have with Dan Lanning, like you said, he's a younger coach, but he is now used to being in the NIL transfer portal era. I think it was a very difficult adjustment for these older coaches who did it for 30, 40 years a certain way. Uh, and then all of a sudden you got players that could transfer almost every year and asking for raises. Lanning's used to it. This is what he knows. So that's the advantage of getting a Lanning. Like this new landscape to him is the landscape. There's nothing new about it. Right. Um, Lincoln Riley in the national football league would be an absolute disaster. I, uh, it would be Bobby <laughs> Petrino and not as good. No, it'd be
1: Cliff Kingsbury.
2: <sighs> right. So I, I just can't see it. Pete Carroll. I, you know, is, is he
1: too old to coach college is my question to you.
2: I wouldn't say that. I'd say that you'd have to have a great staff of energetic go-getters that did a lot of the legwork. Again, Pete Carroll last coached college football in 2009. There's a lot that has happened. And he is older now, though. No, no matter what type of vibe he gives off, which is very youthful, exuberant. I, I don't know how many guys, unless it's like your alma mater, would want to go back and you're younger Like Even D'Amico Ryans. You know, he had a great career at Alabama, had a really nice NFL career. But he's got a great situation. He's got a franchise quarterback that he can right. live with for the next 12 years of his life that's always going to give him a shot. And he gets an off-season. He doesn't have to have deal with NIL. He doesn't have to deal with the portal. If I'm D'Amico, I'm like, roll tide, but I'm in Houston. I I don't know if i change that, to be honest with you. We Um, agree. The other thing is, Kirby's smart. People keep forgetting Kirby was a player and an alumnus at UGA. Mm. He's a bulldog. He's built a great program over there. Why would he leave? I, I I don't I I don't think buy much credence into that. Well, he's a bulldog. He played there. Number sixteen. Yeah. He was a defensive back. People I, ooh, know, of a, he was a defensive back.
1: To my to my fight uh, to that question, and I've already started with the chat early this morning that are a bunch of fucking idiots. Um I gotta no, ask you. Um uh, I think it's more of a respect paying homage thing of my mentor who coached me on how to be a head coach. And I'm going to go back to there. Now, T Rich has talked to a bunch of alumni, said, and they all say that Kirby would be their number one choice. Now, is he Bama's number one choice? I don't know that question. T Rich doesn't know that question. He doesn't, you know, he knows Greg Byrne well, but he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if Kirby leaves. I, I wouldn't be shocked. If there was a carousel of Kirby going to Bama, Lanning going to Georgia, because they both have ties. They both were there recently. I think that could happen, but I also think they go younger with Lanning and Kirby stays there and, and him and Lanning have a, have a, have a rivalry there for, for the next 10 years or whatever. It's a tough one, but in regards to the NFL into the new England and in Seattle, if Quinn, who is, is going to be very highly taught, t- touted after, regarded in the NFL, is a great D coordinator, just like Pete Carroll was when he left New England and the New York Jets, by the way, led those teams to playoffs that people don't remember. Um, do you think that Quinn is just another Pete Carroll, or is he – do they go offense in Seattle, or do they stay with a Dan Quinn who took a team to a Super Bowl in Atlanta but came short? Are they are they going after that? I think Quinn's a hell of a coach. I think he is going to get a second chance. But are they going to go offense or are they going to go defense?
2: Um, hmm. am Seattle, I look at Ben Johnson. Yeah, I, I don't know if you do go with a
1: rookie though.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. But I, you know, Dan Quinn's a really good football guy. He really is. Um, and defensively, they kind—I of, don't think they were great. Still thought they should have got a big body up front in the draft last year. Um, You also have to understand, is Geno Smith the quarterback of the future? I thought he took a little bit of a step back this year. You know, earned a big contract. Me too. You know, but can Ben Johnson rescue that? Um, I just wonder, is Harbaugh coming to the Chargers? I think that's the only move that will get people in this city to care about that franchise. They barely care about the Rams because they left for 25 years. They really don't care about the Chargers. If I'm the Chargers, I make sure I have khakis on my sideline. I'm not letting that go. What
1: if you can't get that? Do you go after Pete?
2: Oh, now. That's not bad. That's not bad because Pete will bring a little bit of renewed interest.
1: Lives in Palos Verde, got a house in Rancho. I mean,
2: And unlike the other guy, Brandon Staley, I think he brings about a lot of respect. Yeah. I just never understood the whole Brandon Staley thing.
1: If I'm a charger, I'm going after Pete Carroll if I can't get Harbaugh right now. I said it yeah. earlier. I think,
0: so. I think it makes perfect sense, honestly. I just, it's, it's perfect so sense. <laughs> the last one before you leave, who's, who's taking over New England? I like Vrabel.
1: Um, I don't like Mayo because he's a rookie, and I don't think Kraft's going to go with a rookie head guy. I think they'll try to keep Mayo there, develop him further under a Vrabel type of guy. Um I don't know if they're going to go young guy. I think they stay defensive minded guy.
0: Real quick, though, before Steve jumps in, like, you you guys think they should just stay on, like, with, with the Belichick tree, so to speak? Because, like, I feel like if you're moving over Belichick, let's move over. So Drabel's not a Belichick tree. I know. Like, he, he, but he played on, you know what I'm saying? Right, played, remember,
2: uh, Darnell, there's a difference, though. He was a head coach before. He didn't get a job because he was a Belichick assistant. Right, 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 right. He's a head coach, and he had a lot of success. I mean, look, uh, they could. Um, Tannehill kind of took him as far as he could. Look, one thing with Rabel, his teams are going to be tough. They're going to be hard nosed. They're going to be physical. <laughs> it's going to be a group of MMA cage fighters. And but you got to Mac Jones. Mac so. Jones. That's the problem. But again, right. you're in position to draft a Drake May. So that yeah. that comes right off the bat. I mean, they got a top five draft choice, so that they can they can take care of that immediately. But then Rabel now would have to then say, okay, who's my coordinator? Right. Who's going to shepherd this guy? guy? So all of those things have to be asked in that interview process. But Mike Vrabel is a little bit different than most Belichick guys because the guys that have really failed from the Belichick tree, which is most of them, they get that job as being assistants. You know, and so right. I don't know. If that that doesn't necessarily apply here.
1: Hey, something before you leave. Uh, I just got a text message Um if something were to happen and Dan does take that job and leaves Oregon once again, which I've come out to say, you know, I wanted to talk about Oregon and why people say it's a gold mine, but yet there's been no gold found and no, and people keep leaving there. Um, a name to watch that replace to replace Lanning, Mike Norvell. Ooh. Interesting.
2: So that'd be the uh, the payback for Willie Taggart. That's an,
4: interesting. Right, look,
2: this is what Oregon has to do. The next coach they get, they need to put in a huge buyout saying, okay, hey guys, we like you and we like you so much that if you leave before your contract's over, that next team owes us 50 million. Hey, Lanning's
1: <laughs> at 20 mil. <laughs> All
2: right, well, then make it 50.
1: Mm.
2: Honestly, because I think Lanning is an excellent young coach. He is building a monster up there in Eugene. He's dominating recruiting on the West Coast, which really bothers a lot of SC fans about Lincoln Riley. They're gonna be one of the contenders in the big 10 next year because they have a veteran quarterback to replace their other veteran quarterback. And so if you're going to lose another coach without even a, a really a long run, I would put in a punitive. I'd ask that guy, Hey, you really want to be Oregon's coach? Yeah, I'll do anything. Great. $30 million buyout. But I mean, I listen, coach coaches have got to have a little more balls themselves. you know what? I'm going to stay here for 10 years and build. I'm sick of coaches leaving all the time after promising that they don't guys show some character and actually live to your own you don't preach character and loyalty to your players when you're job hopping every three years and you're getting paid a lot more i i don't i hate when coaches cry i did this time out so you took your daughter out of the school where she had to make new friends your wife hated the new area all because you want to make a little bit more of shut the fuck up and you should have just been a better coach
0: and then we get mad yeah, when yeah, the players I do the do. same.
2: Standard for everybody. Nobody's
0: off the hook here, Steve. I, I, that's why we love you on this show. I mean, because it was like, we get I, mad when the players do it, but they just following following the leaders, right? You know, but it's changed time. We only remember what
2: uh, we remember. Joe Paterno was this close to taking, and I know people are going to bring it up, but Joe Paterno, I think in the early seventies was this close. He had already agreed to the Patriots' job. He had told the Sullivan family, "Okay, I'm in." And he had reservations about it. And the night before they were going to go to a press conference to sign the deal, his wife Sue, they're in bed at the house that they still live in to this day or to the day he died. His wife was crying. She said, Joe, why are we doing this? We like it here. We're good here. Like the money's never been an issue. They, they, we're not pro people. We are college people. And Joe said, honey, you're right. I'm calling it off. All right. So if you if your quality of life is defined by two or three more extra million dollars and then you're still unhappy, Mm. that's a you problem. But I I am sick and tired of college coaches taking jobs, professing loyalty, and they can't even put in five years. I had someone tell me that they knew Manny Diaz was a bit of a fraud when he just left Temple without coaching a game. Then this is a longtime football guy. He said, Steve. When I saw that, I said that's a character flaw.
1: Well, I, I've been told by greats, greats in the game, that he was that way back at Texas. Well, for me. And, wow. they, and look
2: in Miami, I didn't like that hire. I wasn't, I wasn't aboard with that hire. I, but I'm not the AD either. But I think coaches have to realize sometimes you're good where you're at.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like yeah. I hope Lance Leipold stays at, Kentucky, at Kansas the rest of his career because that could be a fun, special run. And by the time he's done. They will name football buildings and stadiums after him.
1: He's That's that important. Like mark few for what he's done at Gonzaga, staying there. Right. You, could, you could get DUIs and shit in there there and not have to worry about anything. You get that DUI in the USC, you're fired. So Gonzaga, he could be that guy, the big fish in the small pond. Too far – and I was being facetious and laughing and joking. And but,
2: by the way, one thing with Lanning, he can win a national title at the Oregon. They've made the playoffs. They've been in the final game. They're in yeah. a major conference. So I I, I get it if your aspiration is to go from a program that could top out at eight wins and you want to say, Hey, I really want to play for the national title. He's already there at Oregon. Oregon's done all of that. The last 15 years, they've been a top 10 program outside of Helfrich ruining that thing at the end.
1: I agree. Um, Hey, I, as you walk out here and go to Whitlock or wherever, let me ask you this youth football in California is being trying to be banned. Uh, there's a uh, a a, pa- a bill that that already in the in the sub in the um, first stages have passed five to two vote to ban it. <laughs> Why is? Let me ask you this: Are you worried about boxing being the next sport?
2: Um, maybe I'm not sure. I look, this is the state that we live in, and for people, not people that complain about it, but the people that don't like it, I have a question: Did you vote for this leadership? Ask yourself yep. that. Yep. All these people complaining about sanctuary states. Um, I'm with you. I feel your pain. Did you vote for that guy who said welcome in? You're right. <laughs> yep. These are questions that have to be asked.
1: I agree. Now I ask Thanks, me.
2: Steve. Uh, if you ain't doing shit, I'm here
1: had- all weekend, we could do a Palooza. Uh
2: hit me up. I'll try. <laughs> I got boxing to watch, so you know how
1: it goes. I know. And you don't uh, know your password. You don't know your password, so you can't turn yeah. it on here.
4: Talk to you later. <laughs> later, <laughs> peace.
1: Um all right, big man. Uh we got loaded, Big Smitty. We got a loaded uh, lineup. Gee, we-
0: I can't even breathe right now. I gotta I'm trying to stretch. My legs is tight. That's because
1: you've been oh, eating gosh, cupcakes man. and peanut butter cookies all night.
0: <laughs> Hold on, who been eating cupcakes? Well, let me call your ass out. Si, and what you had on at five fucking forty-five in the morning, two two shows ago. I ain't say nothing, but yeah,
1: yeah all right. All right. I'm uh hmm? I'm, I'm about to bring a cupcake in here right now. I got I got to eat all my sweet shit, get it out the way before I really go on this diet. You know, get ripped again for the hoes and do all my shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay, you just throw it away.
1: I can't throw away that type of stuff.
0: What you mean?
1: This show is the most racist R A C C I I I S S S show on planet Earth. Appreciate you, Tom Brady's deflated football with your great profile and picture. Um, We got a lot to break down, Big Smitty. Let's take a break, come back. We got who would you start an NFL franchise with, top five list. Mm -hmm. I'll murder Smitty on that one again as well. Plus, we're going to have some more insight on who's taking the Alabama job, who's taking the Patriots, and who's the best to take over in Seattle with Geno Smith. Um, We're going to break that down as well. Don't miss it. We got a lot to discuss still. Twitter's going crazy. Some of the videos we posted already got over 30,000 views. Uh, shout out to everybody. We got Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers news. We got all this
0: different stuff going on. It's crazy. 2024 already. Yeah. Somebody told me that the McAfee show was was gotten, getting canceled today before Belichick news. It might have been somebody in the chat that's talking shit. Ain't no way they're going to... Cancel the McAfee show today. For- I think the
1: slot that he has is going to be Belichick's news conference, so th- is that a shot? At, oh. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We're going to dive into. A- hey. let back to that first.
6: Take us to commercial. we we'll be back in four minutes. Hey. I think everything going on with Zach uh, this year, I, I, I've had dogs my whole life. My, my first dog uh, that I really, really had was a Golden Retriever. Um when I was in ninth or 10th grade and, um, that, that dog I had till I was like 30. So Mm -hmm. I I just became a a big golden retriever, um, pet owner, just because, you know, everybody gets into a certain breed or a certain kind of dog. And for me having kids and things like that, they just kind of, uh, became family members. And so I've had them for, you know, over, over 30 or 40 years now. And I've always done more than one. I see you have a couple yourself. I just think it's cool when they have a companion, you know, and so I think it helps them out and, uh, it keeps them, you know, their spirit up. And so, yeah, I've always been a dog person this year. I just decided to take Ben, uh, out with me, not for the intention of social media or anything like that, but just kind of having my guy with me. And, um, and I did it the first time out to Seattle, uh, for Oregon, Washington. And, um, These NFL stadiums on Thursday nights, it's funny. I took him uh, on a Thursday night with me because I do the whole week. I leave on Wednesday. I leave today, and then I'm gone uh, until Sunday. Uh So I took him to Thursday, and I brought him into our our meeting, a big production meeting in this hotel. And Al Michaels was kind of not a bit – I could tell right away he wasn't a a big dog guy. So Ben just kind of walks around, and when he got over to Al to say hi, Al was just kind of like – so I, I kind of sensed that, but Al didn't say anything. So I went over and I got him, brought brought Ben back over. And then after that, the next week, Al was like, where's Ben? And I was like, I, I just thought you didn't want him in the meeting. And he goes, "Oh, you kidding me? You need to go get him. So I went back up to the room, brought him down. And so from that point on, Al was more intrigued by Ben um, than anybody. And you know how dogs are, right? Like their personality, they just kind of get around people. and and kind of do it in their own way. So Al's come full circle on uh, on hanging out with him. And and so, yeah, I did it that first time, and I just realized how much he impacts everybody that he came in contact with and just started bringing him uh, every single week from that point. If I took Lamar out of
1: Baltimore, um, I think Lamar is still a playoff team with that defense. I think Baltimore is a playoff team with that defense in the running game without Lamar.
5: Hmm.
1: If I took Matthew Stafford out of L.A., that team is a two-win team. I agree with that. They are possibly on a run and a collision course to playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm we're just reaching, we're on, reaching on that. We're reaching on that. I'm putting it on the record right now that the Rams are a team that no one wants to play. By the way, the Rams beat who? The Bar- the Browns, who beat the Bravens. The Rams should have beat Baltimore. In Baltimore, they got jobbed on a punt block in the back. Or they beat baltimore by the way and have won seven in a row if they beat that baltimore team by the way that no one's talking about how good this ram team's playing matthew stafford is the hands down best quarterback in the nfl let's just be honest Ooh. it's not even close. Mm. now if you know quarterback in football if you say that someone else is out there throwing the football better than matthew stafford then you're just
0: Blind. Josh Allen, I can argue. Is all I'm saying. Uh,
1: Josh has had a lot of up and he's he's more up and down than
0: the Dow most Jones. In day. Most
1: turnovers in football. I love Josh Allen and all that. He has the most turnovers in football, which leads to early exits in playoffs. But
2: coach, look, I'm with you about Stafford. He's he is conducting.
1: Back first, of course. Look at this shit right here. Someone made me some of these. Let me break it down real quick. Somebody made me these cupcakes, man. And I'm going to tell you, they're so moist. I don't understand how these are so fire. They've made me like five different ones. A lemon blueberry one was unbelievable. This is a straight-up chocolate with some sort of, uh, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you. These are fire. Let me me get a little snippet. I won't eat too much on the show, but. Mm -mm -mm. That's stupid. That is dumb. God damn it. Ah. That is dumb. Cupcakes are a metabolism killer. I I almost spit up my shit, homie. Holy fuck. The fucking pitcher of health has come out <laughs> and said cupcakes are a metabolism killer. This fuck right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Keith, let's just keep it real. I could eat 600 cupcakes today and look better than your fat, wobbly body, motherfucking ass. You ain't got an ounce of athleticism in your fat, wobbly body ass, and you're going to talk about metabolism, motherfucker? Holy shit. I want to keep that shit on all show. I want to. I want to keep this shit up all show. Why Smitty's taking a shit? I want to keep this shit on all fucking show long for your motherfucking ass. You've got to be absolutely shitting me. God damn, Hector! Can you believe the audacity of some of these motherfuckers? Can you believe the audacity on some human beings? Now, hopefully, Keith's just la- making a joke of it, and I'm making a joke of him, but we like Keith, you know what I'm saying? But the audacity is unbelievable, ain't it? That cupcake's not banging, though. I'm smacking, I'll tell you right now. Um, you got a lot going on, man. We uh, pound the like button, man. We should have a thousand. We had 1,200 people in here, man. I appreciate you guys jumping in here for a T Rich Thursday in the aftermath of three legendary coaches. Being well, moving on. How about that? Moving on. Um, shout out to everybody, including Keith's wobble body ass. Um, we got a lot going on, man. Let me dive into some shit real quick. Uh, Pat Riley is a straight up G, and I want to dive into this because I got friends that have gone through divorces and shit. He waited for Spolstra to go through a divorce. And after it was finalized, he waited for all that money to be gone because she cannot touch new money. And gave him a $120 million contract. His ex-wife cannot touch one ounce of it. Shout out to Pat Riley for being a G. And... Uh, I had to break that down. Love it. Love to see shit like that. And uh it was a classic move by a classy guy
0: and, and Pat Riley. It truly was, Ooh. man. Like when you really think about it, and and, and you know, he, he could have easily allowed this woman to take all this man's money. You know, what I mean, he said, you know, we gonna wait till the divorce is final. And, and then, then we going to give you that back. You
1: start talking.
0: Smitty, he just came out of the shit and started talking like he,
1: he hadn't been gone for 20 minutes. Like, he just came right in, fella. Hey, Smitty is the guy that Whitlock was talking about. He moves the post where you just don't think about what's happened. And then he just started talking. Fuck, Smitty's good. He legit. Everybody just came in. <laughs> <and> it <laughs> truly was. And then it looked like it was gone for 20 minutes shitting. I've been here the like, whole time. What are you talking about? Hey, by the way, you missed it. But this motherfucker, I came in eating a cupcake, okay? Mm -hmm. I wanted to do some Smitty shit, bring in some food. I just took a bite and said how unbelievable it was. Look at your boy, the audacity of this motherfucker. Now, I've already blasted him. We don't need to go in anymore. You can see the chat. But why is your boy...
0: (laughs) Hey, my hey. listen, experience is the best teacher. Keith obviously likes food, has ate probably his fair share of cupcakes in his life, and he had to learn the hard way. Now he's just Uh, passing along the knowledge to
1: you. I almost passed out. I almost spit up all my shit on me. The whole chat was entertained while you took a 20-minute shit, and I was like, look, the old thing, the thing about it is. I had some Panda Express last night, y'all, and I I had to get it out. Has the audacity? I could eat six thousand of these cupcakes and look better than Keith. Eh,
0: six thousand? I don't
1: know. Oh, I could eat six thousand. I'm an athlete. Athlete.
0: Because you white though, you know, white. Once y'all eat I'm a whole bunch of the food, your face get all fucking red. Different, you, I'm
1: different breed. I mean, different breed. Different breed, different breed. Um, different breed. Different uh, breed. Anyway, this the Eric Bolster thing great? Because I know some people that have a lot of money that's going through a lot of drama. And I know how it gets, and I, that's why I'm always going to be single. And that's how I am with AEs, and I, I that's just how I live, right? I live that way. Um, shout out to every, listen. I envy folks with a family. I envy the wife and the and the kids and living in the house and the. I, I envy that shit. I got good friends that have that. Um, I just, I'm just not that guy, man. I'm not a good human. So anyway, let's get into. Um, let's start. <laughs> The Wink and Dayball have a mutually parted ways finally in New York. Now, I have a little insight on this information as well. From what I understood, is last just earlier the year they got into a few altercations during the games and meetings, etc. Then Dayball fired, you know, two guys that he allowed Wink to bring in. We talked about it yesterday briefly, but. It's finally mutually done there. We didn't have any uh, official resignation on record, so we were just talking about it, but it's done. They moved on. Uh, unfortunate, Wink's a great D coordinator. I don't think he's a head coach, but he's a great D coordinator, and, and Dable's still proven to be a head coach. We don't know how good he, he He took a team to a playoff. He has progressed. This year, he lost everybody into injury. Uh, from their tight end to their quarterback to their line, o- I mean, they've been decimated. Um, but segue to that, Daniel Jones has been announced as the starting quarterback for the New York Giants moving forward. Oh, so oh, that is God. official. It's moving forward. Um, <sighs> you Looks can like say that. whatever you want. We don't even have a topic for this. Looks like the Giants are going to be
0: losing for a yeah,
1: lot longer. This, though, to, before you say it, my topic for this, though, is – by saying that, what I just mentioned to you, and you love Daniel Jones, where does Saquon, what does he do? Um,
0: I, I <laughs> say, thought that. Say, ass, say, I say, the ass end of it. <laughs> Sa- <laughs> Saquon is definitely gone Um, for sure. He's not coming back to a losing organization. And I'm calling losing organization now, not the history of it. And as a as a mutual football fan JB it just it truly hurts me that they are okay with continu- continuing to go down the path of being mediocre. You know, when I think about the Giants, I think about the, you know, Eli Manning years and upsetting Tom Brady in a Super Bowl multiple times and you know, have you know, Pro Bowl quarterback, star, you know, just stars around the field. I just that's what I grew up seeing and watching and loving. And now they're committing to this guy, Daniel Jones, who's not even average. He's below average, in my opinion. And I just feel like they're committing to being mediocre. So Saquon, who is not mediocre, who's who's the one great thing they had on that team, there's no reason why he would stay. He's, he's free to go wherever he wants to. So I'm trying to think about where are the best options for Saquon. Obviously, you got to afford him, obviously. And so I'm, I'm not talking money because that's a whole other conversation you got to dive into. But. Just looking at teams that 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 needs a running back now. I mean, um, Tennessee needs one, but I don't think he goes to Tennessee because they're they're a losing pro a losing organization too. Um You could argue. I don't know if they got the money though. Why, why 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 are we giving Saquon so much? Like Baltimore he, would be scary. Why, why, why are we
1: allowing him to pick? Like he's a fucking six time fucking Pro Bowl Super Bowl winning running back. Why does he get to pick a, a winning team? Motherfucker, go earn your shit. You ain't done nothing, homie. I like, say, why are we giving this motherfucker such a pass?
0: I don't know if Baltimore Derrick can afford Henry, him. I think more Derek Henry love
1: than I would Saquon. And listen, I love Saquon. I think he's a freak, but he's injury prone. He's missed a season and a half. Why are we giving him such a big pass? Then Derek Henry should go to the fucking
0: the, wherever. No, Derek. Yeah, I do. Derek's a dog. I didn't say Saquon's better than Derek. Derek's Derrick, just a little older than Saquon, so that's all I mean, that I think is. Saquon's
1: as yeah. talented as anybody, but I don't think he's done anything to where he gets to choose his team.
0: I think he needs to
1: play. Well, in, no, in he, he he, he's
0: literally a free agent, right? So, like, he uh, no, he's not. He
1: he, they've off. So he was on the he was it on down. the uh, it down. He was on the um, franchise tag. Yeah, he's told the the giant, which he you know he set out a little bit. He didn't want to be preseason and all that. He has told the franchise he's not going to do that again. Obviously, that's where that that was the whole issue with him. So. he's asking him to move him if he's franchise tagged. And the franchise tag, I believe, is like 11 mil. And he's like, no, I'm not doing 11 mil. So he wants more money. Again, we're back to our conversation in August with you and I before the season about the running back being disserviced and just undervalued. He's in a catch-22 situation, dog. Because What team's going to say, all right, here, come on in three knee injuries later and give you 15 mil? Well, he's been,
0: he's, he's been overall healthy the last two years. He, he saw a little bit this year, but it wasn't nothing like major. So the last two years, he's been pretty healthy. I'm seeing, it says he's set to become an unrestricted free agent in March of 2024. Um So at that point... I, 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 assuming we get there, then that means he will be yeah, able to that's choose a lot where, of, that's, that's, a good, that's a
1: good payday for a running back. In my opinion, dog, 11 mil. Yeah.
0: I'm not saying it. I'm not listening. A, a million is good pay for me. So, I mean, I'm not the right person to ask right now, but you know,
1: uh, well, we could talk
0: about Saquon all we want. And, and, and,
1: but what, what Saquon isn't is a guy that I start my franchise with. And big Smitty and I are going to have a little debate before we finish the show up with a few other things. Um, uh, we still got to talk Kawhi Leonard signing for a hundred and fifty three million dollar new contract, mm-hmm. which again goes to our whole point of the Ben Simmons, John Morant and the NBA guaranteeing money. I hope it works out dog. Listen, I'm a Kawhi fan. I love Kawhi Leonard. I think he's great and all that shit. And he's a, he's a killer and he wins when he's playing. I think he's a top five player when he does he's play. A I don't,
0: dog, bro, he's a dog. Yeah.
1: He's unbelievable. Uh, but I don't know if I could give him $153 million right now. No way. I'm just like, holy shit. We're paying people out like crazy with the money, dog. But he signed. He signed. The market um,
0: is the market, JB. Stop counting these brothers' pockets, man.
1: I don't give a fuck what they make. I'm Come just telling now. you what I would not do. Uh, you
0: would, though. If you was a billionaire running the organization, you're going to pay the people, the stars. Because if you don't, another owner will. Nah, you, don't you, have, don't you don't have enough. leverage. You don't have leverage. You don't play, play, enough,
1: for me. You don't play you, enough for me. you playing this year. Yeah, I mean, he is. That's what I'm saying. But I'm like, doggy. I would have to see you lead me to a title, and and, 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 he, and got like he got rings. He got rings, and things three
0: mil. That probably got rings and, and finals MVPs and like, for the Clippers. Like, just saying, no. That can't. That's, if you have any shots to do Smitty it, that's not going to do it. I
1: would. I hope to God, Smitty just get the hundreds of millions of dollars, and, and I'm down and out, and I'm like, Smitty, man. I, Smitty hope I think Smitty will give me Like a mil Or five mil I'll, I'll
0: look out for you Yeah Long, yeah, long, he, long, he, long, he, long he, we still insane we still cool though Long we still cool You know We gotta change yeah. a few things Smitty we, we,
1: pay we, everybody Around this motherfucker Smitty will pay Everybody if he could I'm
0: just not a selfish dude bro Like money Like I want money Only to give me the freedom And to relieve stress But I don't need to be The richest motherfucker In the room So like the, the, uh, the, Me to, either to But me, when I'm, do you
1: say When do you say You ain't gonna fuck me either
0: yeah, I, but I don't I just, think Kawhi's fucking him. Like, Kawhi, it's known around the league that his knee situation is, like, legit. He's, he's not like, Ben Simmons, um, I'm mentally fucked up. No, Kawhi wants to play. Kawhi is a bad – Kawhi is more of an old-school mentality guy than you're giving him credit for. He just has an actual, literal knee situation that's fucked up. So that's why they have to be careful with it. But he's been balling this year. The Clippers are rolling right now. We talked all that stuff early in the year about – James Harden, Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi. You know, we were laughing at the, the first few games because it, it was looking ugly. He's so, like, oh, this ain't going to work. Yeah, nah. Well, they balling right now. They balling. Obviously, we know the playoffs is, is what matters, but you got to talk about what's going on now. So, yeah, you pay Kawhi because he's the leader. And, and, when, and when he's healthy, which he is right now, like you mentioned, he's a top five guy in the NBA. And he's a proven guy. He's proven to show you that he can lead your team to a championship. He went to Canada, Toronto. We've never talked about Toronto winning a championship ever. Even when they were really good with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, they couldn't get past LeBron. Kawhi goes there one year, gets a ring. Come on now. so like, And, and ever since he's left San Antonio, they've been on a downward spiral. Now, we're hoping they're going to be moving up with Victor Wembanyama. but after Tim Duncan and, and Janobi, when, when they left, Kawhi was supposed to be the, the the successor. He left, and San Antonio did this. So when Kawhi joins your team, you go up. When he leaves the team, you go down. That tells me something. Pay that, man. Um, shout out to a travesty,
1: tragedy, and an unfortunate mishap. You should not have to worry about getting killed at a football game as a fan. Uh, I've been to many Dodgers and G- Giant games in baseball. For everybody out there that don't realize, the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Doyers have a heated rivalry, which is basically turns into a lot of gang affairs between the North and the South especially the Hispanic population, the Sorrentos and the Norteños. If you don't know anything about California gang life, then you don't know. But this happens a lot in baseball between the Dodgers and the Giants. It happened there in Buffalo against Miami in Miami. Um, you had a horrible situation. So rest in peace for whatever it happened and, and, and whatever why it happened. I don't know. But you should not have to die at a fucking sporting event. Like
0: how, how's that even happen? Like, how do they even get where are we that close? Where are we at?
1: I don't I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. There's a there's a poll question out here. Bailey's gonna put up. Shout out to my main man Alan who played for me. He's putting it on Twitter right now. Who you rather have as a coach? Alan's killing me. This is gonna go crazy when I retweet it. Um shout out to Alan. Uh Juco Frenzy. Follow Juco Frenzy, uh Juco Football Frenzy. Um yeah, you guys make your own choice.
0: Uh what y'all gonna do? I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna, it's for the chat. It's for the chat. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know what y'all think. I'm going with JB. Y'all know, y'all know that. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't, I, I said I wasn't gonna answer, but like what, what's understood don't need to be explained. Come on now, you know I'm going. I don't, I don't even know, buddy. <laughs> I don't even know, buddy. So you know I'm going with JB all day. Easy.
1: Um, all right. So look, look, look. look. But-
0: hey, there you go. There we go. Yes, sir. See, Keith, he wants to be coached up. That's why I fuck with Keith. He' a little younger. Like he says some crazy shit, but he's he has he's a good dude. He wants to he wants to be better. Come on now JB.
1: Uh all right. Let's dive into this. We got some things to dive into before we dive into our top 5 debates. Yep, yep. Um want to dive into this uh Bears keeping Eberflus around for Justin Fields. Um so they fired OC and QB coach. Most offensive coaches, they kept the head coach. I thought he did a decent job there. I, You know, I'm, I'm I'm glad they kept the guy. I think he deserves to stay there. I'm tired of seeing coaches one and two and done uh, when you can't ever build anything one in two years. I'm just telling you straight out. Not when you have to rebuild a culture and everything else like that. Um, so the question I throw at you, Smitty, Is this a tactic to keep Justin Fields or to get rid of Justin Fields? That is the question, the million-dollar question nobody knows because do you hire new coordinators per Justin Fields' request or are you hiring new coordinators to sign a new quarterback?
0: I think that I, I think the reason why they kept him as a head coach, Iraflus, and they get a new office coordinator is to develop Justin Fields further. I think that's I think that's what it is. That's what it was, man. And that's just my opinion. I think they saw some things towards the last five six games of the, of the year that showed a lot of progress in Justin Fields. And if you put him in the right system, that you know that he can truly be successful and then they can win games. But people forget the Bears went to the playoffs with Miss Trubisky. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, it's not so far-fetched that Justin Fields can't become not, – I'm not even saying like a star, but just like a good, middle, moderate-level quarterback, put good weapons around him, get that defense playing, you know, top ten, and this team could be a very serviceable, like, competitive team in the NFL. I loved your idea, JB. You talked about getting – um, what's my man that was, that was with Lamore, offensive coordinator? Um, Roman. Roman you get Greg Roman you get him over there with Justin Fields bro like you can't tell me those guys couldn't compete over there in, 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 the, in the north you know over in the NFC so I think this is a, a telltale sign that they're keeping Justin Fields they are gonna move forward with him they don't want to start over everyone's saying Caleb Williams is, is a lot to be all this and that you don't know what these kids are going to be I know a lot of guys who can just throw the ball great you know what I'm saying they said the same thing about Trevor Lawrence and, he, and he's been solid but can we be honest? Has he been at the level that we thought he would be at? You know, he was recruited like this guy was just the, the man. He was the next Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. He's nowhere near that, at least to this point. So you, my point in saying that, I'm not trying to dis-trap I'm just saying you never really know with these things. All we're doing is guessing on potential. And there's so much to football. And I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again. There's so much to football outside of just – the tangible skills that you see—the arm strength, the accuracy, the the wild plays where you you see Caleb jump in the air and throw a bullet. Like I, I went and watched the Utah USC game. He had a crazy sideline throw. That I was like, man, that that's incredible to to throw to make that type of throw. So I get the talent, but in the NFL at the highest level. The, the mental game, the toughness, the getting hit, getting back up, the, the managing your money properly, dealing with—it's so much more you got to deal with than just the skill set. That is, none of these guys are a lock. You got a guy who's been in the franchise the last few years. He has been getting better. You put the right pieces around this kid. He can be special too. Justin Field was a great quarterback in college as well. Let's not let's not forget that Justin Field was a great college quarterback, big arm. Uh, you know, all 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 the thing. I'm not saying he was as great as Caleb was because obviously he didn't win Heisman, but he was a top-tier guy at the same time. So it's not like why start over when you already got a similar talent already there. That's my that's my whole thing. you are on
1: the same page. I agree. Um, I just don't like any of these refreshment or these rookie quarterbacks. I don't like any of them. So um, all right, let me ask you this. Uh Amari Cooper's back. He says uh for the Texan playoff game, uh, he would be a big time fantasy pick for me. Uh, I think he goes off. I think they beat Houston down. I think Flacco's on a mission as a 40-whatever-year-old off the couch. I think that defense travels. I think that run game travels. And I think that this is a bad matchup for Houston. I love what he's, they've done there. I love CJ Stroud's uh, performance this year. Tank uh, Tankdale's my kid. He's got hurt. I think it would help them in this game. But uh, Nico Johnson uh, or Brown or what's his name? Uh, I don't think it's enough. Um, Noah Brown, Nico Johnson. Yeah. I don't think they're enough. Um, I think.
0: Is it Nico Collins?
1: Nico Collins and Noah Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're enough. I don't think it's enough, uh, to beat this
0: Cleveland team. Would you be shocked though? If like, you know, CJ Stroud just goes off through three, four. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm with you. I'm picking the Browns, but I I wouldn't be shocked if like CJ has, just has a game. Yeah, end up beating.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I say, Smitty. Since tomorrow's Friday, I think we need to save the top five players to start a franchise with debate.
0: I like that. We'll have more
1: time, time. and it's we got ten minutes left, and we got some other things we could do for the last ten minutes of the show. Pound Mm -hmm. the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Let's first of all let's do. um, I want to do this uh, real talk or jaw jacking. And I, here's a top five list that I do want to show out, throw out there. I used to ask my coaches all the time, "Hey, if you could listen to co- one coach or clinic with a coach right now, who is it?" And all my staff would go around: Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, Urban Meyer, blah blah blah. And they asked me, and I said, "It would be Gino Ariyama."
7: Mm. And everybody like,
1: hey, "Why? Hey, girls basketball coach?" UConn. No, Gino Ariyama, who I got to meet and talk to, is. So if John Wooden was alive, he'd be one. Right. And it's, it's a basketball coach again. And Phil Jackson is in my top five as well. So there's basketball coaches in my top five all over the place, by the way. Um, and I've got to speak to the Sabins and the Pete Carrolls of the world. I've got to meet these guys and talk to them about certain things. So it'd be a guy that I want to sit down with, Gino Ariyama. I love everything he stands for. I love what he's done. I love what he's done at UConn, obviously being probably the best women's basketball
7: coach of all time. Real talker Jaw and he recently sat down and said this. I have a hard time watching high school kids play or younger kids play because they're more talented than ever. They're better athletes than ever. They can do more things than kids 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But they're not better basketball players. This coach or that coach or that system has them playing six games on Saturday and they practice once that week. It's totally opposite of what they do in Europe, where you will practice six days and you will play once. So you wonder why all these kids coming from Europe, they said, well, why are they so fundamentally sound? Why can they all dribble? They can all pass, they can all shoot. Doesn't matter whether they're 5'10 or 6'10, because they practice, they don't play games. Here, it's all about how many games are we gonna play? And then are we gonna practice this week? Like I coached the boys AAU team, okay? My son was on it. We had five division one players on it. We had three kids that went pro. So we went down and played in Orlando, in a tournament that all the college coaches go to. And we had a chance that if we won one more game, we would finish 11th. And that's pretty damn good. We had them all coming back the following year. Two of the kids said, I'm not playing. I said, why not? They said, well, I'm playing on another team. Why? Well, it turns out we practiced every Tuesday and Thursday like clockwork. Well, the other coach told them, you don't have to practice. Just show up for games. Coaches are feeding into this because guess what? A lot, I'm not saying all of them, but so many of the coaches that coach don't have any idea how to be a good coach it's not even their fault so they don't even know how to coach the kids they don't know how to develop skill development mm. real talk of dog because
1: i mean we speak the same language so you know where i'm headed uh what do you think about this i think it's the same in football though i don't think there's any difference i think it's exactly what i've been saying all morning long i think it's exactly what i've been saying forever with the seven on seven and all this other shit um Coaches allow kids to miss practice, miss class, still start them instead of teach them. um, This is not how it goes. And this is just what I feel. I, I think it's all real talk. I love the guy. I think he's the greatest women's basketball coach of all time. And he could be easily a men's basketball coach, obviously. So that's what I feel.
0: I'm gonna go real talk. I mean, I can't argue with someone who's, you know, one of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? And he does it. He's like, he's a, like you said. I co- I coach AAU with, with my son. I coach at the professional level with the ladies. So I can't argue argue with that guy when he's actually in the field. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I see it too, though. I mean, a lot of these coaches, especially at that level, all they care about is is winning. So it's like, whatever I gotta do to make this player come here and be happy, I'm willing to do it. If I gotta do something illegal, if I gotta say, all right, don't practice, if I gotta pay under the table if i got like whatever i got to do so it just these leaders are enabling the kids and if if you give a kid uh, the opportunity to not practice or not do this and not do that most kids because you're young and you're not thinking about the bigger picture you're going to accept that why wouldn't i if my leader is saying i don't have to do it then cool i'm not gonna do it then so it it takes a real coach a real leader to just steer these kids in the right direction you know what i'm saying so that they're You know, not just for your current AAU team, Thinking big picture of the the long-term effect that this kid not practicing today and having the easy way out right now, how that can impact that kid when he's in college or pros or just even the real world when he's done playing basketball or football, how that can affect the mentality. So I just think we don't have enough leaders who are patient enough right now to truly build the kid. They want the kid to just benefit them right now. And then, all right, on to the next. Then, now, you know, it's really a selfish mindset when you think about it. They're just thinking about themselves and how you, as a kid, can benefit me right now in this exact moment. I don't care about your your, your development, and it's a it's a shame. It is. Um, we got some white people shit for you. Ooh, my favorite segment, man!
1: White people shit, racist. Uh, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. online. code oh, 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 believe B L E A V. Get you fifty percent off plus welcome bonus online where the game starts let's start with this one
5: um bet you didn't know you could make steak like this place your steak into a jar grab some onion and dice it add to the jar with garlic and fresh rosemary a little bit of cherry tomatoes if you like and season to taste add olive oil seal your jar and give it a good shake place a towel into an empty pot place in your jar and Cover with water. Now turn up the heat and simmer for one hour. After that hour, remove your jar, grab your dinner, and cut yourself a delicious bite. So easy and so good.
0: See, shit like that pissing me off. That's how. That's how. That's how we bring in new diseases here in the country. You know what I mean? Like you, certain know, stuff just be West now. What the hell is West now? Where'd that come from? Like just certain things just be popping up. It's because y'all be. Just experiment shit in the kitchen that don't make sense. You gonna put a fucking steak in a in a in a ball jar, glass jar, throw some random shit in there and just put it on top of the stove. That pisses me off. Cause kids are watching you, the future, the future chefs, the future people who are gonna be cooking for their husbands in the kitchen are watching your video right now, and they're taking notes and they're thinking that this is the way the way to go. And you up here playing I don't play no games with my food. I take food very seriously, JB. You know that. You see me coming to your house, and you saw how I get down. I, I, I eat a lot of food, JB. I take it seriously. And you put a steak in a damn jar? Man, take it away, JB. Piss me off, man.
5: Boy,
1: I can't <clears throat> even. Let's go another white people shit. We got more white people shit. <laughs>
0: No, that was scary at first. I, I was like,
1: fuck what? people up though. I'm like,
0: why are we showing this? I'm like, what's what's
1: happening? I'm like, are they gonna land or what? <laughs> ah, I would have fucked you up with that. Yeah, I, I know, i, that I that. got your ass. Like, got him. <laughs> that
0: was a good one. I like this. I uh, all right, know. now
1: we got some black people shit. Can we get the logo for our BPS segment brought to you by Prize Picks and Mint Mobile? And Big Smitty is gonna take it away. black people shit brought to you by big smitty black here we people go. can't
0: play basketball or bcpb affects one out of every ten thousand black guys and nobody's talking about that shit we can't even play the basketball video games every- <laughs> it's a very rare condition in our community but it does happen and i've came across a handful of cats as well i wouldn't put myself in that category i think i'm just solid enough I'm solid enough to get past it but I've definitely came across my fair share of uh, my brothers who have uh, you know suffered this and you know there, there are treatments out there to kind of help you um, you know not become a full basketball player but to help you improve and 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 deal with the symptoms so teasing peas up for all my brothers you know with that condition it's me, we're gonna play a game. We're going to play a game that I found very, very interesting.
1: I'm curious to see if it's true. All right. All right. You say if you put your shoe size and add two zeros minus the year you were born plus the year you're
3: on, you should get this number. And the last two digits is your
6: age or how old you should be turning this year.
0: No can we anymore. do that? All right. Can you play it again? No, because I forgot everything you fucking just said. All right, so we're gonna take our shoe
1: a shoe size. I'm a 13. I'm gonna put 13, and then you're gonna put your shoe size, right? So give, See, me shoe, give me your shoe size. Damn, it's
0: kind of tough. I wear 13 and a half. We're gonna go 13. Now, I'm let's 13. go. I wear 14 or 13. I wear 14 or 13 and a half, though. So yeah, uh, me too. Should, should we go 14, Broly? So huh? Should we go 14? You think? Uh, we'll do. Let I don't know. Let's do 13. Let's see if it works. Let's try 13 first. and maybe we try right. 14 next. You take
1: your shoe size. They yep. say if you put your shoe size and add two zeros. So it's 1,300. Yep. Okay.
0: Minus the year you were born. What year are you born? 1994. Okay.
3: Plus the year you're on.
0: Plus... 2024 2024 all right
3: you should get this number and the
1: last two digits is your age or how old you should be turning
0: this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey i swear to god i'm turning 30 next week my birthday is next one i'm turning my birthday hold is next up, week homie. hold up though <laughs> do mine do me all right, hold on. All right, hold on. So 13, add two zeros. Hold on. By the way, I turned 48 in February. Okay, so 13 answers. We got 1,300. Um, minus
1: 1976.
0: God damn, you old as fuck. Plus 2024. And you say you turning what? When? 48 next month. Motherfucker, if you say that again.
1: Hell no. Nah. <laughs> uh, hell no. Nah. That is insane. Try your shit with size 14. Well,
0: it can't work then, right? Be like I don't know years. if it worked though. There's no way it could work. So maybe I'm not really a 14. because I don't wear I am usually 13 and a half. That's my perfect size. But like, you know, shoes are weird. So long you go 14. Yeah, you go it works for
1: everybody in here. How is that possible? It worked for everybody in the chat. Nah, it's, it's,
0: it's, not, it's almost pissing me off, bro. There's no.
1: It worked for Bailey, and Bailey turns 22.
0: That's fucking crazy, bro. All right, hell yeah, hell no, nah, Smitty. Wow. Real quick. <laughs> hey, hey, send, hey, send me that video when you get a chat. I got to send it to everybody in my group nah, chat. Please, Bailey, Bailey. Send
1: all right, here we go. Hell yeah, hell nah. Your your camera blurry as hell. I by the way,
0: hell you, you yeah, pr- you pay nah. for the camera. Hell yeah, hell nah. Pete Carroll coaches again. Hell yeah, he's definitely coaching. If Harbaugh don't leave Michigan or he goes somewhere else, the Chargers' job will be right there open for the take for Pete Carroll. If he don't go there, he'll go somewhere. He might go to Washington, bring Kirk Cousins back to Washington with those weapons and receiver. Ooh, you forgot Kirk Cousins was a free agent, didn't you? <laughs> so yeah, so he hell yeah.
1: All right, I say hell yeah as well. I I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a head coach by this week. Um, hell yeah, hell no. Nah. Hockey is more exciting than baseball.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, exciting. Yeah, like, white people about to be hot. those are the two most fucking sports I don't watch. But hockey's like faster. There's fights. There's like there's
1: in person, like, hockey's fire.
0: I ain't been there yet. I'm playing yeah, on going to a little Kings game. People game. White people shit, but you gotta go. Yeah, it's white it, people shit, but you gotta go to that. On my bucket list, that and a soccer game too. I do want to go to Kings L- game. Kings are in first place. I think.
1: Hell yeah! Hell no. Nah. Vrabel becomes the new coach in Seattle.
0: Ooh, shit.
1: Yeah. See, that's another one I like that a lot.
0: Ah, but your Patriots take it so. I'm gonna say hell yeah. I actually like Seattle a lot better than Patriot, even even for him. Like Steve was saying earlier, they have a foundation. It's a better crew. Like they're young. I say hell yeah. That's a that's a great fit actually. Hell yeah, I, I say hell yeah. It's a great fit. Hell yeah, hell nah. Dan
1: Lanning will be Alabama's head coach by tomorrow. That's what the streets are saying. They they.
0: they they said, you know, but they were saying the same thing about Urban Meyer. We see Urban Meyer off the planes at Michigan State, and it didn't happen. I'm going to say hell no. I'm going to say hell no, man, because I think Batman wants a little bit more time. They want to see if Kirby Smart would leave and come through. They want to see if, if if Urban Meyer wanted to give it one more shot. I think they want to – you got to get this pick right. You can't make a choice that quick. They got to be quick because they you know, recruiting all that. But it can't be that quick. I say hell no. Hell yeah, hell no. Nah. I'm going to say hell yeah.
1: Uh, Hell yeah, hell no. Nah. Oregon's new coach will be Pete Carroll.
0: <laughs> as great as that would be, hell no. I think Pete is staying in, in the NFL. I think I really truly I truly believe that.
1: I agree. Um, I'm gonna try to type. Let's see if something happened in here because I'm just getting some information here. Let's see. Dan Lannings announced he's staying at Oregon.
0: Stop playing. Yep. I'm, a, I'm like not. Was it like Nostradamus? You just asked me 25 seconds ago. Hell yeah, hell no. I said hell no. Something just told me. Listen, y'all, this is a prime example. Go with your gut. Always go with your gut,
3: man. That's
0: why. I, is it? Is this? No, nah, that can, 90 million dollar tip is that accurate? Nah, that what?
3: Accurate.
0: That's probably some bullshit. No, nah, I saw something about 90 Dang, million. It's the subject.
1: I'm hearing they're gonna name a coach today. If Lanning's truly saying no. Dude, I would have to lean towards Kirby Smarter Sark. I am just going to be honest. You're
0: going to see, man. I'm not even guessing no more. We're we going to see. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully, the news breaks today. So, tomorrow's show going to be just as loaded as today. We gonna, we had 1,100 on a Thursday, which is kind of rare for us. Usually, we average between, you know, anywhere between 700 and 900, like Wednesday through Friday. And usually, Monday and Tuesday is, is our big week, our big day. So to, to get 1100 on a Thursday, man, shout out to everybody in this chat, man. John Doe, Kanye, Gardner, Ron, Jared, TJ2Nasty, Daniel Capson. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 we got like one or two ladies in here. Appreciate y'all. And, um, man, we're going to have a loaded show tomorrow too, JB. You scared yeah, tomorrow, you, you Friday, Jeff Nadeau, Big Matt McChesney,
1: and maybe special guest, uh, my main man, Adrian Clem, who's been the O-line coach for the New England Patriots. He's been for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's, he was at Oregon last year with Dan Lanning. Um, he's been all over the place. Um, my hood homie, Compton, in the house. Uh, pound that like, subscribe, become a member. We're back tomorrow in about 20 hours, God permitting. And we'll be there spinning getting ready for Fox. And uh it's windy out here in SoCal. It's cold in SoCal. It's freezing. Where the hardest cats get drugged through the mud. <laughs> Not like Naptown. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Missing, we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it. Yes, yeah, a wrap. We won the games, we're missing. We switched it and filled the gap.
5: now